expanding the Nerdosphere, talking about everything you want to hear. From comics to cosplay, from the cinematic universe to fan films, and everything in between. It's time to get down and nerdy. Here are your hosts, James Witham and Nick Pataglia. For the first time ever, we are back at a location for the second time. It's free comic book day at Fantasy Escape Comics and Cards. And what a, what better place for us to be? I mean, I'm here. That's the most important thing, because I wasn't here last year, so it's so great that to be true. here. That is true. This is your first year during free comic yes. book day. Welcome, sir. Thank you. It's such I'm an honor. I'm James Witham alongside. The Merc with one arm, Nick Pataglia. And we thought Cody Green, our angry fat guy, was going to be here, but somebody else showed up. Who are you? I am the girth in the night. <laughs> I am the fart night. I am fat man. Okay, so uh, somebody gets Susie Struthers on the phone immediately. <laughs> and uh, we're going to fix that. So um, what is it that you're here to do exactly? Fat man, is it? Yes, I'm fat man. I say it. So you're sitting here with a towel, a mask, glasses over, and why are you wearing flip-flops with socks? Fat man's feet swelled. <laughs> you know they have these things called compression socks, right? You could, you know, work question, fat man. All right, so cancel Vicky Vale. Cancel Vicky Vale. She's not coming now. No. Uh, why do you vape? Because if I don't, I get kind of weird. <laughs> like weird how? This isn't weird now? I know, right? It's, it's kind of sad, actually. Give it a minute. He's fat man. It's going to be sad. <laughs> what's fat man's... Uh, what's Detlef Shrimp may be the most amazing name ever spoken in the human language. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Walton just slam dunked fat man. See, I told you I get weird. <laughs> It's Wait, <laughs> Batman does Bill Walton? I know. That's, I like that. That's, that's I, I mean, very you're sitting here with a mask. You got, like, the the, the Batman with shirt with the abs. That's a mask with air quotes, by the way. Yeah, it's like three-quarters of a mask. It's actually a cake top. It has it frosting like. on it still. Yeah. So that's why it's Fat Man's mask. Yeah. Because it actually has, it actually has frosting still on it. <laughs> I can tell. He had a he, box of cupcakes for breakfast. I eat more than a box. He probably had that plus. He probably raided the whole Krispy Kreme place next door. No, there used to be a little cupcake shop at the mall here. There isn't anymore. Don't talk about Krispy Kreme. Why not? My parents died in a Krispy Kreme explosion. <laughs> Was it from eating too many of the donuts? No, the Krispy Kreme exploded. They, just got, they were on their 14th hour. And the glaze just burned them to death? The entire place exploded. This is what happens when you leave the hot donut sign on for two days. Exactly. Blood, blood and sprinkles. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I weep for the sprinkles. Here's my question. Why? So you have half. I weep when I see sprinkles too. <laughs> so you. So you weep when you. not from the same place. <laughs> sprinkles is a clown, I know. <laughs> so here's the thing. When. You have a three quarters of a mask on, not even half, really. So a quarter mask. Why do you have a mohawk and a ponytail? It's not a mohawk. Learn your haircuts. <laughs> Where does one go to learn haircuts? <laughs> at haircut school. Do you just hang out at sports clubs? 
and just try and get the right font. Only in the night. So, so Fat Man, I gotta ask you, what you know, Bruce Wayne has the bat symbol or the bat signal. What does your bat signal look like? That's inappropriate. <laughs> I don't think that we really have enough sky for that. Homer. Homer? <laughs> Is it him holding a Krispy Kreme? I told you not to say Krispy Kreme. I don't care. Deadpool's here. Can we get him to take care of Fat Man? I'm not going to lie, Fat Man. Your parents must taste better off dead. Oh. It just got dark. Just like the frosting on the mask. Yes. I only eat black frosting. Oh, <laughs> Tragedies notwithstanding, we are here for Free Comic Book Day to finish this game, Comics and Cards, in Virginia Beach. You've heard us talk about it a million times. So we just walked in full on Thor. Awesome. That is awesome. She's worthy. She is worthy. Power of the power of Thor. Were we talking about Age of Ultron a little bit? Yeah. Coming up a little bit later on the show. We're still going to do our regular nerd news course. Basically, the entire show is what we're reading because we're here for Free Comic Book Day. Yeah, we're going to talk about some free comics we have and everything else. But we want to thank Fat Man for coming on and keeping our city obese. It's your pleasure. <laughs> Which is also the slogan of Fat Man. It's your pleasure. It's not what his wife says. No. No. She's going to She's gonna die in a Dunkin' Donuts explosion. <laughs> She'll know I have it rigged. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to do it for our intro. And again, come by Fancy Escape Comics and Cards. Come check us out and be on the show. Thanks, Fat Man, for stopping by. All right, nerds, it's time to pull up those long boxes. It's time to discuss what we're reading because this week, as we are... Broadcasting live from Fanscape, Comics, and Cards, Aragorn Boulevard, Virginia Beach. It is Free Comic Book Day, so we're going to be discussing free comic books when we're reading and James. We both had a plethora of comics to read. Yeah, Bob kind of gave us advanced copies of the Free Comic Book Day comics that people are grabbing off the tables right now. And, we, I mean, everything from DC to Marvel. There were some independent publishers in there. There was Titan. There was Xenoscope. IDW. My Little Pony, which neither one of us read, actually. No. I did read Spongebob, though. Nick's got a look on his face like he's not sure if he should actually tell us that he read it. I didn't read it. <laughs> I didn't read it. I swear I didn't read it. I didn't read My Little Pony. But though. no, I mean, that's the beauty of Free Comic Book no. Day, though. That's the beauty of Free Comic Book Day. There's comics here for all ages. I mean, how many times do we complain on the show that there aren't enough comics for kids to get into. Well, that's the thing, is that today, that's what I think today has pretty much become, or is all about, it's about getting those new readers into comics, because a lot of these comics are zero issues, a lot of comics I've read dealt with, kind of like, here's what happens, like in the lead-up, for example, the IDW Teenage Ninja Turtles that they released for free comic book day, it's a free comic, it talks about the lead-up all the way, like what happened throughout, you know, up until Donatello getting attacked by Bebop Which and Which they did show in that comic, by the way, yes. for anybody who hasn't grabbed that one. Yes, and so like I said, like, you know, you got the the Secret Wars Zero issue, so it's about getting those new readers in, you know, because I said, you want to get these new readers in at a good starting off point, why is the best way to start them to take them to free comic day? I know you can do the same thing with your son when he gets old enough, get him hooked on some DC and Marvel stuff as well, and by the way, we got to point this out, we're sitting here, James is wearing a Marvel shirt, I'm wearing a DC shirt. That's right, because, and I was talking to Nick about this the other day, and I said I was going to make this announcement on the, on the show today, I'm done with DC versus Marvel talk. I'm done with it. I think it's stupid. It's ridiculous. Whether you, it's, This is not a choose side scenario. No. You can like them both. Yeah. I've said it a million times on the show. 
This is a million and one, and I'm done with it. Yeah. I mean, we're still gonna. I mean, when we do like our our TV finale episode, we're still gonna say, okay, let's rank the shows. That's different. But as far as a let's choose sides and battle it out thing, I'm done with it. Yeah, let's not battle out. I mean, it's okay to debate content. Yeah, debate is a different thing. Debate content, but don't debate where the content comes from. It's kind of stupid in a sense of like saying, well, DC is better than Marvel or Marvel's better than DC. It's, it's just stupid. They're both got their flaws. They both have their great points. Right, exactly. It's, I'm not going to sit here. It's and they're both better than IDW. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Well, look at the IDW, IDW Cinematic yeah. Universe. <laughs> well, one movie. You know what? He, he kind of has a point. He kind of has a point. A little bit. But, um, no, I mean, it's just, it's just stupid. I mean, there, there's so much that I don't understand why we can't love it all. There's so much of it now. And we have better things to argue, like who shot first. Yes. There are yes. much better things to argue, and that being one of them. And we, we're going to argue about plenty of stuff once Nerd News comes up. But like Nick was saying, uh, the Transformers comic from IDW, IDW was very kid friendly. What was funny though to me was that Bumblebee was the leader of the group. Yeah. Usually he's the one that you have to rein in. He's the immature one. This time he's the mature one. And they do have the female Transformer that gets introduced, uh, strong arm in this episode, in this uh, issue as well. See, that's the problem right there. Because it used to be when we were kids, trucks were cool. Big semi trucks were cool. Now it's the freaking Camaro. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and that's funny. Because he wasn't even much, a Camaro to begin with. Pretty much all of the characters in this were Camaro-esque. Not all Camaros, but it was very Camaro-esque. Very sports, and there were no sports tr- cars. Grimlock was in it, but Grimlock was like almost like the pet kind of thing, which kind of See, annoyed that, me. That, that annoyed that me in the movie. That's, I mean, you don't ride Grimlock like a freaking They've bus. definitely taken Grimlock to a different place than when we were kids. Yeah, and then you, you want to mention like comics that are kid-centric, like the all-new, all-different Avengers. If, you're in, if you have somebody who's like... 12 or 13 in that early to preteen era, get him this comic because it pretty much is the Avengers like Captain America, Iron Man, Vision, and Thor giving the reins over to the younger Avengers like yeah. the numerous Marvel, uh, Miles Morales, Spider Man, and Nova. So it's kind of like a handing over. I don't think over. Nova's ever been an Avenger before, if I can remember. Not right. that I remember. That but, but then again, who is anyway. an Avenger, though? That's a good point. <laughs> you're an Avenger, and you're an Avenger. Yeah, but I think Fat you Man's an Avenger. Power. You get a superpower. You get a superpower. <laughs> but it's that Hawkeye. Oh. But that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like you, so you have this kind of, you know, handing over thing in the comics with these new Avengers and also you have the Mega Man World Tonight prelude uh, and the Sonic crossover as well which they're going to combine at some point yeah if I saw it correctly it's from issue. Archie Action and it looks like I mean they might they might cross over the way that the first one's read there are two separate entities, but maybe the crossover, but again, this is a dual issue. It's the entire book. What's funny is DC did the same thing with the Teen Titans free comic book day comic, where one half was Teen Titans story and the other half was a Scooby-Doo team-up with the Justice League story. So it was, yeah. like, it was like they did, you know, the cartoons when you and I were kids, Cody, with the uh, with the Super Friends teaming up with Scooby-Doo and the mystery crew there. It was very much in that vein, except a little bit... You know, the, the art actually looked a little bit more like today's art than it did back then with the 80s and 70s cartoons and stuff. But And that's and you, it was the same thing. You flip it over. You know, I, I get to the point when I was bruising through that Sonic comic, I'm like, why is this upside down? When I get yeah. halfway through, then I realize, oh, there's a Mega Man story on the other side. So that was really cool. There was somebody that came in here earlier and they were saying, do you, ask Bob, do you have any of the Mega Man stuff? And he couldn't find it. And I'm like, it's on the other side. It's a dual issue. Yeah. I was reading through the Teen Titans comic right before we got 
got here with my son, Jameson, and I'm like, okay, so because he, he loves Teen Titans. And then it gets to the middle, I'm like, why is it upside down? I'm like, wait a minute, there's another issue on the other side. And then it's Powerpuff Girls, and your son begins to he cry. He did it again! He cries every time he sees the Powerpuff Girls. I don't get it. I'm going to get Powerpuff Girls canceled. That's my goal. Well, I'll need to get canceled. It's coming back. No, I'm getting it canceled. I'm just, I'm telling parents everywhere right now. Because it, it seems, I, if I turn it on Boomerang, it ends up on Boomerang. So I go to Cartoon Network, it's on Cartoon Network. Pretty soon they're going to start showing it on Nickelodeon. I can't get away from it. Yeah, it's kind of like, how'd you, you say you want to cancel Pop-Off Girls? How'd your cancellation of Castle go, by the way? Not well, Nick. Yeah. Not well. There you go. But now, it's more comics, you know, you're getting, you're getting older, you're getting some more older uh, readers. Uh, for example, Cody for his son, Talon, who's his oldest, got him the Doctor Who comic mm-hmm. book. And it's one of those oh, yeah. comics where you do have to be literally probably 15 or older because some of the language in there, it's smart. It's written very, very smart. So you, if you're younger than that, you will understand. It's called British. Yeah, it's called British. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that too, uh, especially Archie Comics earlier, because they have a, a compilation book, Dark Circle Comics. Yeah. And it's a new imprint of Archie Comics. It's going to be their superhero imprint, and they have three different heroes. It's the Fox, the Black Hood... And the shield, the shield that kind of was more of a preview issue because it doesn't really hit stores until July. But they've got people like Mark Wade involved in the, in these books, and they were very adult. And because it's Free Comic Book Day, and you know you've got kids getting free comics, any of the questionable language was kind of blacked out. Yeah. But you could tell like the Black Hood was a very dark story where a cop actually gets shot because he didn't wait, basically didn't wait for backup. Ends up getting shot in the face. His face gets messed up. Turns out he shot a vigilante and not a criminal. Oh. Oh, wow. So that's how it, that book kind of starts. So that's Archie Comics, after killing off Archie, is now kind of starting to reinvent themselves a little bit and getting different imprints, like the imprint that you mentioned with the Mega Man stuff and the Sonic stuff, and now more adult imprint, too. So it's almost yeah. like now they're finally starting to hit each age group as well. And what better time to start that than on Free Comic Book Day? Exactly. I mean, how old were you when you got into comics? Since we're oh, talking about this, I'm thinking. I was about six. Six or seven, yeah. About six, I got my first issue of X Men. How how crucial? And I think we can all speak yeah, to this. How crucial were yard sales, flea markets, stuff like oh, that? Oh, very so crucial. Getting your collection built up. Oh yeah. Uh, well, actually, mine was interesting. Uh, for for getting, uh, you know, because it was when I was around ten is when I started building a collection. But mine wasn't your typical... Because I, I read the, the superhero comics when I grabbed It was mostly at the corner store. You know, remember oh, the yeah. corner stores oh, always yeah. had the rack, you know, the yeah. hey kids comics, you know. And um, I would get them there, but we, t- we took a road trip from Oregon to Texas. Yeah. Which is great with a family. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I was 10 and I was the oldest. He went through the desert, through the mountains. Broke down yeah. in the desert. Yeah. Um, but along the way, and it seemed like every... Store we stopped in, they had a different one. I was picking up the old Tales from the Crypt comics. Nice. And uh, there, there was a couple others that were along the same vein, the same company. Um, but I was picking those up, and my dad's looking at me like, "You're, you're gonna have to be a serial killer." You're a weird kid. And I, I love them. I, I'm, I'm 10 years old reading these. Stuff. His parents slept so with the great. door locked ever since. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they were so great. It was, it was a lot. Of, I, I loved reading those. It was. Uh, that's kind of how I built up that collection there. And then you know. Um, 
afterwards I was, you know, more and, and getting into the superhero yeah. stuff too, you know. But yeah, I always go back to those, you, you know, because that's how my collection started. It was funny because as a young kid growing up in New Hampshire, you want to talk about small town living, that's it. So, you know, we would find stuff. There was a store called Ben Franklin's, which was kind of like the everything store, but it was on a smaller scale. So that's where I'd get, that's where I kind of started. And then that's where, and then that's where um, I kind of started my collection. And then there were so many big flea markets and stuff, because that's what they do in the north. They have giant flea markets on the weekends. And that's how we kind of built up the built up this collection. But I was doing stuff too, like Last Starfighter and stuff like that. So it wasn't just superheroes for me either. And that, you know, Star Wars comics, when Marvel was doing them back then too, yeah. I was doing that. So that's kind of how I got mine started as well. And there was no free comic book day for us back then. Yeah. I didn't think for Nick. Nick's younger than we are. And I, think I don't remember free comic book day. I don't remember, because the thing was, growing up, there wasn't really, I can remember one comic shop, literally, in Syracuse when I was growing up. And I never really went there. I only went there like a couple of times. And it was just one of those things where I didn't really think, I didn't, you know, I already had my, not enough of a collection because my parents bought my comics in bulk from the flea oh, yeah, markets. From, yeah. you know, you get a stack of, I have a stack of like Iron X Men 2099 or whatever comics or 2,000-something comics from, you know, years ago, but there are, like, ten of them because my parents got them all in, like, a bundle. Oh, you know, I just thought of something. I take it back. My first collection, my first series collection was Silver Surfer, The Crease Girl Wars. Wow. That's an interesting first <laughs> So, So we have Steve here, our friend Steve, who is cosplaying as Deadpool. So, Steve, what was the first comic you got into? What was your first ever co- free comic book day like? Uh, first comics I started collecting was Iron Man and X-Men. Yeah. Back in 1980. Way back when. So you got the you got the really good stuff from the X Men version. Yeah, I still remember the Wolverine versus Hulk. I got that one actually at home. Yeah, nice. Well so, done, Steve. And I've got the. Uh, <laughs> He's dead. Batman's yeah. coming. <laughs> and I got the where he faces Wendigo. Oh, oh yes. I have that cover on my wall. I have the, the steel plate yes. cover. I know exactly what he's talking about. I used to have a box, probably about four feet tall, with nothing but comics in it. Really? Yeah. The sad thing is he just said, used to have. Yeah. That's the problem, That man. hurts. After hurts. I joined the Navy, they disappeared. Same thing with me. Same story. It wasn't, it wasn't just my comics, it was everything. We lost half my comics in our move from New Hampshire to Virginia Beach. No. And that's what happened to half my collection. Did you hang them out the window like that? Superman no, cape you lost? we were stupid enough to hire a moving company before moving companies actually were organized and together. This was like, you know, one of those giant Mayflower-type trucks. Oh, so, you, so you're yeah. pretty much like the Indianapolis Colts then. Yeah, the pretty much. Colts. Yeah, so pretty much. got some good comics. <laughs> yeah, you, you yeah. really started in, the, in an era where the X-Men were just really, those comics were just really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So, how do you compare the comics that are coming out back then when you first started to what's coming out today? Today's more risque. It's more for, really, it's more for the adult audience than the kids where it was back then. <laughs> I still remember that issue where Storm went from not having anything up top to the next issue where, like, oh, Storm's a female. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that happened. That's really? a life choice. Well, I got thirty next man. <laughs> <laughs> but I still read I don't read comics as much as I used to. I'm trying to get back into it a lot, obviously, since I started cosplaying more. But 
I like them. I now focus more on collecting older comics again. Yeah. And yeah. every now and then I'll pick up some new ones. What's the one comic you don't have in your collection that's like you just want to have? Like if you like money wasn't an issue, you can go out and get any comic you want that you want. Like he's laughing, like, so he's got something. He's got mind. something. What would it be, Steve? <laughs> um, I used to have the complete, City Earth. City Earth. <laughs> the complete Secret Wars. Oh. I'm missing. I have two number issues. Eight now. I'll check and see if I have number eight. Because if I have number eight, we'll talk. Because I have two issues of the old. I'm wearing my old Secret Wars shirt love, right yeah, now. I love that. So yeah. I've got two issues. I've got one. I don't remember which. It might be a number five where Hulk's holding up the, the uh, yeah the mountain. I've got that one. I think that's five. And then I've got one more that I don't know the number. So if I have eight, we'll talk. Steve. Okay. Yeah. It, now we've mentioned Steve cosplays. You also have a Moon Knight cosplay you're working on. How's that coming along? Um, the last part is at the artist's shop right now. Yeah. Because I have no drawing skills. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's going to be the crescent moons being painted on the chest armor. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. You showed me a little preview of the of the robe and the hood. Yep. Man, alive. It's going to be oh, something yeah. else. Now, I'm taking a different spin on Moon Knight. I'm not being the shiny new hero. Yeah. I'm the battle-worn old man. Nice. He's got, for, uh, we'll post it up on our Facebook page if Steve will allow us, facebook.com slash nerdy. It's very, the, the robe is tattered. And it looks warm. So, Steve, we're Facebook friends. You don't send me it. You send him it. You don't send me it. We're Facebook friends, Steve. I thought we were moving. I was up at 3 yeah. in the morning. Hey, he was up. I was up. Well, I, I'm always asleep. up until 5 in the morning, but you yeah. don't send me nothing. You were asleep that day because you told me you were going to sleep. So you were actually I have a Facebook day. inbox. Just drop it in. I'll see it when I, I wake up. what happens here. Ace was like, you know what? Don't send it to Nick. I wanted to, I wanted to have something to rant about at the pre comic book day. You're a part of the, you like the Tidewater Avengers page, right? Yeah. I posted a photo on there. Oh! You didn't comment. <laughs> Steve, mic drops. <laughs> Way to go, dude. I have a thousand <laughs> friends on Facebook. <laughs> I have a thousand friends on Facebook, so I don't see everything that's in my feed. Okay, I, I, I will buy that. No. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Steve was kind enough to post the link on the Tidewater Avengers page to our free comic book day. Yeah, so thank so you very much, Steve. That. No so, talk about the Tidewater Avengers a little bit, though. What, what do they do? Because you guys are very active, not just on events like this, but in the community in general. Right. What we're, well, right now, we're through a tra- going through a transition phase. we got some military members getting ready to leave, so we're recruiting new members. Um, what we're trying to do for this year, other than Tidewater Comic Con, is we're going to go try to get um, King's Hospital for the Children's Hospital. Very nice. Yeah. And nice. visit the ch- sick children there. We're trying to get into some of the schools and just try to do donations like that. We don't want to do charge anything because it's for fun. The main thing we want to do is make kids smile. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I was talking to Yinny, who who does it too, yes, and it's part black of it. Widow, yeah. yeah, and she was talking about some of that stuff too with me through Facebook. Yeah, she's been really active. She's at a con this weekend. Yeah, with um, Lee. Yeah, no, it was, I thought it was last weekend. The, the I con. thought it was this weekend. Last week was a con. I, it was artist so, con. You're right. There's so much going on. He's yeah, I have so much going on right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, did the premiere for the Avengers yeah. the other night at Regal, yeah. which was awesome, and saw that last night, which was awesome. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that yeah. later on. I don't want say anything too much yeah, we don't want to spoil it yeah it's like someone else did about a link but I'm not saying nothing oh we know who you're talking about <laughs> yeah. well, that shall remain nameless yeah we know 
But um, our next big thing right now is gearing up for Comic Con. We got several new members that are going to be debuting costumes there. Wow. Oh, very so, nice. Very nice. And I've been hinting at them on the page. Nice. So hopefully, if everything goes right, our new legal representation will be there and should be green. Nice. Ah, uh, see, if you don't know what that is by that, then. Google it. It could be two things. Google Shield. it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I remember I was making this have legal representative, so I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, tell us oh, about I was throwing the... a green name out there. Well, he said legal <laughs> representative, and She-Hulk's a lawyer, so... So, tell us, tell us how we can reach Tidewater Avengers on <laughs> yeah, social sure. media and stuff like that. Um, actually, there's a couple ways to get hold of us. Um, if you go to Facebook, you Google Tidewater Avengers Assemble, and we have a page. Just like the page. Or if you want to get hold of us, the Gmail is TidewaterAvengers at gmail.com. And you guys are available for not just a, yeah, any kind of appearance. Yeah, you call us up if we got nothing going on, or we'll make time, and we'll show up. Birthday parties, weddings, or mitzvahs, whatever. We don't care. I can only imagine what it would have been like if I had cosplays at my wedding. <laughs> I can't imagine the wife would be like, what I'm surprised you didn't. Well, at the con, we're going to have a wedding. Really? really? Yeah. I um, hadn't heard about that. Our founder is getting married at the con. Really? Yep, so wow. it's going to be Marvel. Last I heard, don't quote me now, I'm not 100%. It's going to be Marvel versus DC. Whoa. Wow. That's so, interesting. That That's is cool. So I'm thinking Nick's wedding is going to be very interesting. I yeah, the man who talks I, us at that wedding. I, yeah. I can, you know, I can get ordained real quick online. And uh, I can do the voice of the guy from Princess Bride. Actually, <laughs> Mike's going to marry him. Mike is? Yes. Yeah. Really? Wow. Mike, so, so Mike, Mike Federale. Mike, Mike, Federale Mike and y'all's founder are getting married. No, he's not getting married. <laughs> 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 That's a good one. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd still attend that wedding, too. <laughs> yeah, too. That would be a very interesting wedding. But, yeah, Mike's going to marry Robert and Sarah at the con. It's going to be on Sunday. Nice. I think it's going to be the last event of the day. Wow. Nice. That's and awesome. last I heard, to attend a wedding, you have to be in costume. Wow. Interesting. Okay. So, okay. That's going to be a, a, quite the guest list. I have a feeling. Yeah. If Deadpool doesn't make it. Y'all know they killed me before that. Deadpool yeah. always makes it. I don't care what Marvel did. <laughs> I don't care what the end of Daredevil no, or Deadpool number 250 says. <laughs> Deadpool's alive. But we know a lot of people want to get pictures with Deadpool. Steve, we want to thank you for taking time okay. out of your day to hang Thanks, out Thanks, Steve, coming on, man. We'll see you con. Thank you. At Fantasy Escape Comics and Cards in Virginia Beach, of course, it's James Witham alongside. Nick Battaglia, the Merc with one arm. And actually, the angry fat guy is here. It's Cody Green. Out of the mothballs and... Dark trunk himself. That's what that smell is. Yes. Okay. Just no. it sure. <laughs> that smell, you saw my post earlier. Yes. <laughs> the Steel Reserve 40 and the 12 Taquitos. Not me. Actually, he's facing Mike Wedmer, yeah, the yeah. airbrush artist's direction. 12, so. 12 taco and cheese taquitos and a Steel Reserve. We have to be careful with the, with the airbrush. <laughs> That's the man right there. What? <laughs> 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 They told me to sit over You're here. You're facing the wrong direction yeah, as a judo. Bad location. You're downwind. <laughs> well, Bob's got the back door open too, so that's really going to show up in that direction. Oh, <laughs> You're for a treat. But Death. if you've never seen any of Mike Wedmer's art, we actually posted the Deadpool shirt that he did earlier today on Facebook.com. Yes. Yes. It's some pretty serious stuff, and, and Mike's knocking out shirts and, and 
prints and stuff like that in like 20 minutes. We'll have to get, Mike, we'll have to get Mike on the show and talk about some just We had him on briefly. We're going to let Steve go take pictures with, with folks because that's what Free Comic Book Day is all about is coming out here. Like you said, making kids smile. We're seeing so many kids coming is, in It's so great books. to see. It's so, it really it's so great to see. I mean, you got these kids coming in and there's just a line for your out the door just people wanting to get these new comics and it's, it really is something really special. I'm glad you guys talked about Secret Wars. Secret Wars number zero is one of the free comics to give away. I read it, and the thing is, it's a zero issue, but it focuses more on Reed Richards as kids and kind of like an alternate dimension, futuristic kind of a thing. And it talks about now it, it was slow, really, really slow. It was just like, okay, Reed Richards' daughter is not really likable. She's a bratty teenager who's like leading this Fantastic Six or whoever the, their name is. They're all wearing kind of Fantastic Four S suits, but they got the six on them. The end panel, though, kind of sets up, was really happy, made me happy, because it's just, you saw, like, two sides of, or two dimensions of Marvel characters going at each other about to go to battle. Nice. So I'm like, nice. now I'm kind of excited for Secret Wars. I really, so really am. So here's the deal. They did kind of the same thing with DC. DC did an issue, what's called Divergent. And they also, what I think Cody's looking at now is they did a crossover after the main story with Attack on Titan. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah that, they were talking about that. Yeah. I remember them talking about that. DC did something similar with their Divergent issue where it was three separate issues, and it kind of sets up what's going to be going on in Batman and in Superman and in Justice League. And there's, I'm not going to say who it is, there is a new Batman. Yeah. Because of the, what happens in I know Batman, exactly what, you're about. what happens in Batman number four, 40, yeah. uh, the end of the end game arc, there is going to be a new Batman. There's a reason for it. I don't want to spoil anything because if anybody has to pick the issue, I don't want to ruin it for them. But, uh, and then the, the, the Justice League is going to focus on, I can spoil this. The next Justice League is going to be Dark Side War. Yeah. It's going to focus on Dark Side's daughter. Really? Who was born of an Amazon in the world of Wonder Woman. Wow. So Wonder Woman's going to be the main focus of Justice League going forward in this arc. And it looks like it's going to be an intense arc. An, an intense arc. Well, so far it's been an intense day so far. And that's what we've done for what we're reading. But coming next is more from Free Comic Book Day. Here at Fantasy Escape Comics and Cards, stay tuned. More Down Nerdy coming up next. We're still live here from Fantasy Escape Comics and Cards in Virginia Beach with Free Comic Book Day. And there's a lot of events that go on at Free Comic Book Day, actually. We have different artists here, but what we have this week, I mean this year, excuse me, is a local creator-owned comic called City Earth. And why don't you introduce yourself? Well, hello, my name is Willie Cordy. Um, the the writer, creator, and artist right now of uh, City Earth. I'm looking to pull a few more people in um, also. I, originally from Portsmouth, I decided to do uh, City Earth. City <laughs> P-Town represent with Cody as well. <laughs> I, I decided to do City Earth here in Hampton Roads because I'm, first of all, I'm originally from Hampton Roads. Um, I, I wanted to show the world basically that you don't have to go to New York, Atlanta, yeah. that was California. The, that's the biggest thing with your comic for me. Virginia has so many creative people. Why not do it here? I, it's funny you say that because I, I did a, um, just a comic book cover for my kids and created. I, I did one of all of them, and then I created one of each, you know, individually created their own superheroes. And uh, the the one of the three of them together is actually on top of Mary View Hospital. Get out of here! <laughs> Yo, it was, it was, that was my. I was like. 
my kids were born in you know in Hampton Roads, and I wanted to give them their area, you know, something yeah. recognized as well. That's so that's really cool that you chose to do that. Yeah, because I feel like you know, first is that there's so many creative people around here, but what what does New York or Chicago or California, Atlanta doesn't have that that that, that, that Hampton Roads has? We have yeah. seven large. Um, well, it's the seven cities. We have seven cities, maybe one big metropolitan area. Yeah. And then we have people commuting from North Carolina and Maryland. So it was essential to do it here. It's kind of like Virginia Beach and like Chesapeake or or even like Virginia Beach and Portsmouth, or like Starling City and Central City, in yeah, a sense. Exactly. Exactly. How many people move through Hampton Roads through the military, too, that can look back at this comic and go, man, I was there? You yeah. Know, even the ones that moved back home. Dude, I, I remember that. Or I was hanging the, out down Or even there, the wow know? factor of, wow, that's what it looks like now. I haven't been back there in 10 years. Kind yeah, of that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you'll see a lot of surprises coming up. And then I have, um, eventually have you know, little flashback stories of bringing little stuff back from the past. Because I get nostalgic at times. And I just, I want... It's hard not to when you've been living in this area for this long. Yeah, I want I want to incorporate so much of it in the story. And then, then not just the, my own personalized stories, but... I'll put a little, a lot of uh, uh, realism in there um, for what we, you know, associations what we go through, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have uh, government in there. I have military um, issues going on in the story. Um, I mean, just, it's, it's so much. It's, it's hard to give it all out. I don't want to think, um, give away any secrets that's coming up. I, I want people to read the book. Right. You know, so. Why don't you tell us about, a little bit about the character, the main protagonist in uh, City Earth. Okay. Um, one of my main characters, this is, his name is, um, I gave him the name Tommy Cooper. And uh, his, his uh, hero name is Soul. In the book, he, he doesn't have any memory of his past because in my in my universe, there were metahumans in the past, but the government wanted to control everything. So if they couldn't control it, they either killed you or locked you away. Wow. That, that gives you a basis of how the story Very is. Very days future past. Yeah. yeah. I mean, kind of like right now, if you, if you have superpowers right now and you let somebody know, what would be uh, what would be your fate? You'd be on a lab table right now. Yep. So that's yep. basically how my story goes. Right, they wear masks. Yeah. <laughs> they would come and pick everybody out. And if you knew something, they would come get you and question you too. So my character, one of my characters, he was too too powerful for them to kill, and they, they didn't want to take a chance on controlling him. So what they did was they, they erased his memory. Right. So he, and basically, the story starts. He's living in the projects. He works as a janitor, and he doesn't he doesn't really know who he is. But as the story unfolds, you'll see a lot more um, things come out about him in his past. You know, a lot more characters are introduced to the story, um, and. I'm going to surprise a lot of people with a few things. What was the inspiration behind Soul? Like when you were designing the characters, what was like, I got to make him this, I want to name him this. What was your key inspiration? Okay, um, Soul was originally designed when I was, uh, I'm 49 years old. <laughs> don't, y'all don't laugh at me. Nah, you look a day over 30. I originally designed that character when I was in either fourth or fifth grade yeah. as a Father's Day card for my stepfather. Really? Wow. <laughs> that character. How in, in, cool uh, is that? And I did that because, and I kept him as my character to, to show some respect to my stepfather because a lot of people don't understand, stepfathers can be great people. Yeah, and absolutely. I, and people, you know, sleep on the stepparents and stuff and my, my stepfather was good. He yeah. was a really good guy. You know, my father was a good guy. He, him and my father got along good. It wasn't yeah. that, that battle like, you know, you see on Jerry Springer. It's really important. It's important. Yeah. So I, I grew up, you know, with a lot of different um, influences. And, and I, I try to give that back in my story. I, I'm, I have issues, um, stories coming up where, where I have uh, social issues that can help kids also. But my initial story, once I get it out, I just I just wanted to bloom, you know. But but so so I just had to do that character. 
you know, and just, it meant it, 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 it was really close to me, so I had to push it out like that. And that's what's great about it is that, you know, I'm reading the bombers and just you write it, you illustrate it, and everything else. It's, what was what kind of talent I'll say came first? Was it the writing that came and the, and the illustrating came later, or were you more of a drawer then you just transitioned into writing as well? It kind of kind of it, it kind of come in um, at the same time. I have an idea first, right? Okay. And then I, I'll start making little, little jots, little notes, and then I'll say, you know what? Let me just draw, and I'll start drawing the characters. And if something kind of clicks with the character, but it's not right, I'll draw another one. And sometimes I merge them together to make one whole character, and. Like right now, the way I am in city, with City Earth is once I got my first story out, the rest of it kind of flows, but I'll, I'll write a lot, of, a lot of plots. And then I'll go in and, and figure out this plot needs to go with this, this plot needs to go with this, like, like part two of this plot. And then I'll go in and I'll fill in my scripts. And then I'll do my thumbnails. For my thumbnails, I'll, I'll do bigger. You know, I do them, oh, yeah, that's, that's, um, that's, um, that's ripped. And you'll, you'll see a lot about, about him and our issue. issue. The character's name is Rip. The book is not ripped. Oh, Let's just uh, we'll, we'll clarify that for people who can't understand. We're selling ripped copies of City <laughs> Earth. I'm, I'm, I'm looking through. I'm looking through issue two here. Yes, his name is Rift. Rift. And, and you got you got a nightclub here called Laden Two, right? Yeah. In Portsmouth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know this building. <laughs> you remember Laden Two? See, that's the yeah. point. That's, that's the, the comic right here. Uh, yeah. and, and not only that. He's got Newport News shipbuilding in here. You can see the, <laughs> the big largest private crane. employer in Virginia, by the way. You yeah. can see the crane. That is awesome. Okay, now now I'm gonna tell you, Ladin. I'm sorry, it kind of got off uh, to a tangent. Ladin Two, was a club that once we left high school, and it was in in, in Hampton Roads. It was Ladin Two. There was a Cotton Supper Club, the Royal Blue, the Fox Trap, and a few others. And me, my, I used to be, a, I used to be a singer back in the day. Yeah, and and we performed in those clubs, and I, it was just, I had to put them in. The, I, I couldn't help it. Oh, I had to yeah, put them in. The, nice. You know, and, if anybody would know the clubs, though, <laughs> doing well, doing, I mean, I band, know, yeah, I you know. know. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that about Laden. That that was that was a club there, but I know that building that it's, <laughs> that it was in. Looking at it the way the way you drew it, I'm looking at that like. Man, I drive by that. I know exactly <laughs> where that building is. Yeah, because over there, we're um, in Portsmouth, where they have the, the you know the Walmart and everything, and then yeah. across uh, on the other side of Airline Boulevard, they have a, a Rite Aid and, and the Green. Uh, the, I'm sorry, Walgreens. In that whole area, the den used to sit over in that area, mm -hmm. and then they closed it down. It was, it was it was it was cool. We had a good time in um, Portsmouth, but there's a lot of areas of cross Hampton Roads that people will recognize sooner or later in the books and things. But I just want to incorporate so much of it in there because, okay. Batman has Gotham City, Superman has Metropolis, but we have some of the same stuff they have in those cities, and mm -hmm. we have the crime, we have, we have good, yeah. you know, we have the love-hate stories, we have, uh, you'll, you'll see romance in my stories too, um, down the line, but I have to get my initial story out first, but, yeah, we definitely have corruption, and, 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 and oh my God, with all this military around here, how in the world could it not be conspiracy? I have to put it in my book. I'm sorry. I had to put yeah. it in my book. And, 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 that, and that's good on you to, to do that, to kind of put it all in there. Now, you mentioned the other cities, Gotham City and such. Down the line, City Earth takes off. If you could cross it over with one Marvel or DC property, who's that one character you're like, I got to get my guy involved with this guy? Wow. Now... Now, now I'm, I'm gonna tell you. Look at Deadpool. I love me some Deadpool. I love me some Deadpool. But 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this character. Um, I, he used to be one of my favorites coming up, and, and I, I feel like because we are around so much water, I cannot do. If, if I was to do a crossover, I would probably do it with um, Submariner. Really? Wow. I'm sitting here like. God, please say Namor, please say Namor. And, and I'm going to tell, tell, <laughs> tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. When, when I, was doing, I was doing some research, because I, like I said, I want to make my story um, 
feel I want people to feel as comfortable as possible, but at the same time, I want to touch on a kind of a little reality. I want to get a little conspiracy and and and, and some of everything in there. But I was doing some research and. The city of Atlantis, where everybody thought it was just one city. Well, my research has been finding that there were multiple cities of Atlantis. Mm -hmm. They were like the main one, but then they're like offshoots. Mm -hmm. They even just recently found some um, not too long ago some stuff in um, in Florida. But then yes. if you look at where, where Hampton Roads is lined up, if you go straight out, how can we not run into Atlantis? That's so, a good point. Yeah, that is a good point. I've done it. I, I've gone <laughs> straight out and on a big old ship. And it's it's you know it's kind of crazy. You kind of get these feelings out there when you're cutting across the Atlantic. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I, my, my favorite thing to do when I was off was I would go sit on the fantail and read. The fantail's the back of the ship. Uh -huh. You know, you sit back there. and I mean, like, you know, you, you're back there. It, it's just a completely different feeling. And you kind of get a feeling like, you know, not just because there's dolphins playing in the wake of the ship, but, like, you know, there's something there, you know, kind of watching you. You get that feeling. Like, you, don't, you, know. you don't know what's in the bottom of the ocean. They still, no. still no. come no. up with creatures. Most you know? of the ocean is still undiscovered, oh. especially the deeper parts mm -hmm. and the yeah. trenches and stuff like that. You don't know what's in the Marianas Trench. You don't know. You don't know. So that's the beauty part. And it was funny because it was a, uh, Friday. My, my son swims, and um, I was talking to the, um, the swim coach at Norfolk State University. He's a, a USA swim advisor. And we were talking about my book, and he's like, please tell me you have an underwater character in your... I'm like, of course. I said, but you'll see him. One of these days, you'll see him. But, but yeah, definitely. And with all this water surrounding us, how can we... Yeah. Exactly. Look for surprises. That's all. I, I just look and for by surprises. the way, they're going to be making a, a Submariner movie at some point, Universal, it looks like. So uh, if you guys are listening... You know, we got a character you might be interested in to uh, bring into your yeah. movie. I'm just saying, you know, you want to make a new Submariner movie. So it's free comic book day, uh -huh. and here's the thing. We're speaking with, of course, Willie Cordy Jr. of City Earth, and here's the question. So it's free comic book day, and we're talking about what got us first in the comics. What was that first comic book that got you into comics, and what was, like, <laughs> and what was your first free comic Everybody book day in the a sense reaction. like? Where they sit back and they go, oh, that's a lot oh, of questions. Yeah, because it, it, was, it was a lot of, it was funny, though, I mean. One of my favorite coming out, I, I can think back, um, and, and the reason I and, and I kind of kind of had something to do with my, my stepfather too, because he was a he was a big um, comic book reader, and so when when my mom met him, it was it was cool, and, and I was on point. But going way back, Captain America and the Falcon was was my book back in the day. The first character I remember drawing, getting into a contest, not. Way off from Captain America and the Falcon, it was um, what's his name, Hellstorm, Son of Satan. Hellstorm. I did him in a wow. contest when in third grade, and I lost to a friend of mine that did a picture of a car, a Volkswagen. Oh. <laughs> I was like, dude. I said, like, but it was a cool Volkswagen. But I was like, maybe they're, you know, the flames oh, and, and the pitchfork kind of scared the teachers off and everything. But oh. it, you know what? Know. That kind of stuff happened to me where I grew up, man. <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell you, I, I grew up in downtown Houston. Uh -huh. Downtown, like the same neighborhood as the Ghetto Boys. Oh, I've driven yeah. through there. I know exactly Fifth what Ward. you're talking about. I grew up Fifth Ward. So I'd be drawing comic book characters and stuff like that. Everybody would be like, Man, why are you drawing that stuff? Check out this pimped out ride I just drew. <laughs> Man. And I, I think I got, I think I might have, he won, he won like first place and I got like third or something like that. But when I, I moved to California, um, when, when my mom, you know, got married, we moved to California, we lived on Camp Pendleton. Okay. And, um, and we, comic books every week. Oh yeah. And I loved it because you can go to the, to the flea markets and I haven't really seen, it's, it's my friends will tell me there's still places around here that do it. When I was in California, they had these flea markets. They, Not they like there. there. They would have them at, yeah. the, at the movie, at the drive-in movie. Mm -hmm. So I would be picking up comic books left and right quarter, a dime. I'm like, oh, We stop. were just talking about that, yeah. And one of, one 
one of, uh, I, I remember this book because one of my history teachers ripped it when I got to seventh grade. It was uh, oh. <laughs> it was uh, um, Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man. Not a great day for teachers today. I teach hey, myself. I'm a teacher, it was a great day. But but when he came in, <laughs> when he came in the room, it was a history class, and by that time I was living in um, Camp Lejeune in North Carolina. He came in the room. He didn't say everybody, you know, put everything. He didn't even give me a chance. He walked straight to my desk, grabbed the book, and ripped it in half. Oh. Now you're talking about somebody mad. All day long, all, and, all I could think about was going home and telling my mom. Right? And th- <laughs> or then that moment you wanted to hulk out really bad and just flip out, but you know you couldn't. <laughs> like, I'm getting Oh, suspended. yeah, my mom hooked out when she got to school. There oh, it good is. for her. Good for mom. Good for mom. But, she, yeah, she was, and she was a driving force behind me pushing, you know, my books. When I was really small, um, I hated reading. And so did I, actually. So, yeah. and, and, and I would be into the comics. And they kind of thought that, you know, it was just maybe it was interfering with school and stuff. When they suggested that they are, the, the school system suggested that, that uh, my mom take me to be tested because something was wrong with me. Well, nothing wrong with me. I was just bored. So my mom gave me my comic books back. Mm-hmm. And, and the rest is history. And my mom would help me buy books and stuff. And See, it's, it's people like that is the reason they had the comic book code. Yeah. Comic books were ruining our kids. <laughs> yeah, and, and, but then they failed to realize that was our way of building our imagination. Yeah. You know, not yeah. a lot of kids have a backyard to go roam around in exactly. and pretend yeah. they're yeah. We were talking about that in our imagination episode, yeah. actually, in yeah. episode 48, I think yeah. it was, where that's kind of what you needed to kickstart your imagination. Yeah, you have when to keep younger. your imagination full, otherwise, your, your juices and yeah. your energy will go into other things. And then they'll all label you, you know? Why label the kid when. Help him, help him, help him. Um, right. Have, have some kind of outlet, you know, if, if he wants to be creative, he wants to draw, he wants to write, yeah. encourage him. And that's, that's what I do. I, I try to encourage because I go talk to kids at the community center and things like that as well. Well, we want to broaden not just people here in Hampton Roads, but we have listeners from around the world. We want uh-huh. them to get City Earth. So how can they get their hands on copies of City Earth? Um, a couple different ways. Um, first, uh, you can visit my website, um, www.cordystudio.com. That's my main website. Cityearthcomics.com will be up pretty soon. And I have a link where people can actually download. They can go. They can actually get it from uh, Indie digital. Planet. Digital, okay. Yeah, they can right. get a digital download, or they can get a print on demand from uh, from Indie Planet. Oh, oh really? Cool. Very cool. On social uh, media as well. Yes. So everybody knows Cordy is spelled C O R D Y. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. No, right. no. We want to make sure we, that everybody yeah. can get. Right yeah, in there. definitely. Yeah, we, this we, is not just for local people. I mean, I know that we've had some local talk, but I uh-huh. mean, Nick and I and Cody, we've all flipped through the book. This is not just for local people. This is a good story, and I know what you're thinking. Ah, it's an indie book. How's the art? The art is it's really phenomenal. good. It's really good. Really good. Do not discount this thinking just because it's a local book. And the art's not good. It's very good. And I'm not saying that it's just because you know Will is here, but the thing is, is it's such a rarity to have somebody who can write well and draw well as well. Oh, yeah. Because it's a lot to take on. So you have a really good you, you gift. You think about sir. indie comics. Just remember this, okay? Every band started out as a garage band. Every artist started out as an indie artist. Every artist started out just drawing in a book that they had. I love using the band Boston as an example. There you go. They made their first album by themselves in their garage. The band Facebook Ritual did the same thing in... No yeah, so. cool. <laughs> let, me give, let me give more uh, a little bit of background so they're gonna yeah. see that I'm I'm a, I'm a true artist because I I also um, paint in abstract uh, I uh, illustrate in um, photorealism and fantasy art and everything like that wow. and I have my first degree from the Art Institute of Atlanta I have an associate's degree from them from 1987 if I'm kind of dating myself wow. but, um, you already told uh, us your age a, <laughs> 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a bachelor's degree in, in uh, fine arts and graphics and I have um, two master's degrees in um, in um, 
Oh, my man has some schooling going on here. I teach art part-time. I know, right? I feel the same Wow. And he said to say he teaches art part-time, too. Yeah, I teach art part-time. Is there something you don't do, sir? Because you're just, like, aware of many hats and paintbrushes. So you have five minutes to shower per day, basically, and that's all. Yeah, because we're running around with this guy right here. He does, my son's a martial artist, and we do, like, lots of competitions. And we try to represent Virginia. Yeah. We were trying to go to Wales. We were supposed to go to Wales this summer. Uh, for the World Martial Arts Games, but our, our money was running short, so we were not going to make the trip. But in 2014, uh, my son brought home, the, I coached him, he brought home the silver medal in full contact. You know, yes! And, and yes! So we, we, yeah, maybe two minutes, not five, but two. <laughs> <laughs> you got, got character of the future over there, sitting over there to the yeah. left. Uh, well, hey, so you got a black guy right now from playing soccer, but yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, not from karate. he's a martial artist and a soccer player. He's going to get a few balls. Hold on. He's a martial artist and a soccer player, and a black guy comes from soccer. Yeah. <laughs> Which means he's a Really good at martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where my time is divided between that and you know, fixing my book. But I, um, one of the things I'm doing is uh, I want to say this because there's a lot of artists out there. One of the things I'm doing, I'm about to start uh, opening up an intern program, I'm writing an intern program right now. And um, I'm looking for um, new talent. So, you know. Don't be, don't be um, scared, Cody's his hand. Don't be scared to send me something on my Facebook fan page. It's uh, City Earth fan page is the, the uh, fan page on Facebook. Matter of fact, the guy I have a guy working on a variant cover of Vision 6 right now. He's the first person to actually sent me fan, uh, fan art. Wow. And wow. He's, he's right here in Hampton Roads. I can draw, but I'm a crap inker. <laughs> <laughs> well, City Earth is the comic, and we want to thank Willie Cordy Jr. for being thank on the you. show. Oh, yeah, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Great artist, great me. writer, great book. And a, just a all around great guy, Willie. Thank you so much. Thank for being you, so thank you so much for having Willie. me. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. That's the kind of thing we're doing here at Free Comic Book Day. We're twins, right there. We've got the cuts. Right. Yeah, the, we've got the abs <laughs> representing well, Willie Cordy. Deadpool's got it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Eight Wolverine. <laughs> Three kegs, no waiting. All right, here we go. <laughs> But Thank uh, you, it's it's, a, it's we're having such a great time here, at Fantasy Escape Comics and Cards in, in Virginia Beach Free Comic Book Day. We're actually gonna be here until two o'clock. We've got a long way to go. Yeah. So Oops. come be a part of wow. the show and get yourself some free comics and get yourself a copy, two copies, three copies of City Earth. All kinds they of variants. Yeah, variant covers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my variants. I, I, I had to, <coughs> yeah, they I had have variants too. Variants. Your variants right here. Yeah, my my. I had to do a variant for um. First, I did the, the one in five variant there. I had to do um uh, a spotlight on um. Uh, Mr. Solomon, our government agent. Yeah. And then I could not, being from Hampton Roads, I could not go without doing a Virginia Beach variant because Neptune. this is... got the Neptune nice. statue in the background. Yeah. Then, you know, people always ask me, eh, are you going to do any zombie art? Like, Let me just change the, the Virginia Beach art into a zombie <laughs> Which he did. That's uh, really, really good. Cover, which so. he did. I have four, you know, four, four covers for issue one and two for issue two. But I, I don't know, I just like to create, you know. Yeah. Issue six is going to have 12 covers. Wow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now we're talking. You have your one regular cover and, and then 11 variants. Now we're talking. That's so great. Yeah, the 11 variants are going to represent each store that supported me um, when, I, when I blew up. So there's going to be a Fantasy Escape variant. I'm all over that. <laughs> I'm yeah. all over that. Fantasy Escape Comics and Cards variant so, cover. You know, yeah. yeah. I have to do it. And it's, it's me showing my appreciation. For now them, we just need up. the down and nerdy variant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> City Earth. Hmm. Yes. Oh, where is it? <laughs> we'll just uh, we'll just plant the seed on that as we let Willie Cordy Jr. get back to his table because he needs to sell some comics, man. Yeah, man. Willie, yeah, 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 uh, thanks for coming. So, Willie, thank you so much for thank coming you, on. We appreciate it. So that's City Earth, by the way. City Earth Comics. 
find them on Facebook and, of course, online. Because it's it it really is a good book. We're not just saying that because he's sitting in front of us. Because when have we ever done that? Gonna sign you guys a copy. Oh wow, we're gonna get signed copies. Okay, awesome. It's kind of like reminiscent of when we were at Taiwan kind of we're signing autographs. I know, people. really. So I can't wait. I can't wait to my kids to see this because they're gonna flip out. You know, we need. Thank to, you so uh, much. Give, give me another one. All right. <laughs> I'll do number two. I read number one. I want number two. I haven't finished either. I haven't read I, I Just the first time for me seeing him, so I flipped through two while we were sitting here. Well, it was funny because Bob and I have been talking about Willie's uh, stuff for a couple we- a couple months now because I came in here and he showed me the book and, and yeah. I was reading issue one here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, okay, so this guy's from here. I'm like, we're getting this guy on the show. So we're took, very glad you were here today. I just took a um, display down from the Selden Arcade. Uh, right, it, they had just taken down my, my display and they, they had up in the office when that, you know, that, that, that accident happened. Uh-huh. And I went and I was like, hey, you come get your stuff. And I was like, yeah, I just heard something happen. I was like, is my artwork okay? The original pages, um, the original covers for the for um, the first issue, the, all the variants and everything, I had that displayed. I had some, um, I have five pages displayed there for another title that's coming out next year. Ah, uh, branching uh, out. Yeah, I wanted I to, to kind of, you know, give a sneak peek early. So I just put the um, five, they're already inked, put five pages in there just to, you know, see what people, you know, kind of go for and everything. And what I'm going to do is, um, I'm going to continue to write, and I'm going to, you know, do. I'm doing a talent search. I'm going to find somebody to draw. He's looking at Cody. He's looking at Cody. He's looking at Cody. I want to see some of your work now. You got, you got me going. Oh, I'm trying to this. find it. It's buried in the down and nerdy archives. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, we had, we, we had, uh, he did a comic book cover for Free Comic Book Day. I mean, for uh, Top Water Comic Con, the last one, with us, and it was really good. It's actually, there's one at Dave and Buster's in Virginia Beach. All right, I think I'm going to take some time for us guys here, and, uh, I'm gonna have to go on the Facebook page and uh, like um, separate our comics. We're doing pictures right now for anybody who's listening. It's great, great radio. It's great. No, you do not. No, you do not. Oh, that's okay. smart. That, that's that's you worth it. Then. Yeah. This oh, was Mike. This was Mike's role on the show last year. Oh, yeah, Random sorry, background sorry. guy. <laughs> yes, he was. If you listen to last year's free comic book day episode, that was very random. He was in the background. Yeah, But but again, Willie Cordy Jr. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. We'll I definitely make sure that the folks experience. around the world yeah. know about City Earth. I'm gonna paste you guys on my. Thank you very much. Please do. Please do. As a matter of fact, here you can take one of our. Put the information up there with it too. Take one of our. Put the information with the with the picture. Yeah. See, this is a card exchange here at Fantasy Comics and Cards in Virginia Beach. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) (laughs) No, but what I'm saying is, I'm gonna have to go on our Facebook page and uh, like make some what's the word albums. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Because our stuff is like do that. Just. Everything's in the timeline. Well, for people who don't know, know, Cody's going to be drawing us another cover for us to sign at Tidewater Con this year, too. We're we're, not going to tell you what it is. There is a theme. We're not going to tell you what it is. Yes. There is? Have I even told you what I'm doing yet? Yeah, you did. Uh, Did I? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Unless you've changed your mind. I I may have just forgot my mind. I don't don't even know what you're talking about. Losing our minds, uh, not uh, not too far-fetched. Oh, he's just showing me as a Silver Surfer... 
pick. Oh man! Yeah, I just did this. I felt, and he yeah. did it. And it's so amazingly beautiful. That's and that's incredible. another one I wouldn't mind because I have a space book coming out later on. Yeah, I wouldn't mind crossing with the Silver Surfer because I, I have another one over there uh, where I cross the Silver Surfer with the Borg. Nice. Like, oh the wow. Borg wants to be, the Borg wants to take over everything and submit everything. Did you? Did you? I don't know if you heard earlier when we were talking about like our first like what got us into collecting is my first series of comics was the Kree Scroll Wars. Silver Surfer. Ooh. Yes. Oh, okay. Damn. You're like the only one. I am. Well, I have that. I have that series too, but it wasn't. I mean, my people first. are like, people are like, I know the Kree and I know the Scroll. They had a war in Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they actually touch on that. It a little is. Bit. It was such a great series. They actually oh, yeah. touch on that a little bit. There's a there was a digital Silver Surfer comic that kind of came with a print comic. Uh, a few weeks, a few months ago, I can't remember what series it was. I don't know if it was Original Sin or if it was Infinity, Infinity uh, that they did, and it was about. It kind of touched back on that war from that series. It wasn't that series, but it touched on it. So it's very interesting that you bring that up. Yes, a lot of that classic stuff is more classic now. Those are some of the best stories. They are. Oh my goodness. Well, let me get back over here and do finish All up. All right, this Willie. Song. Thank you very yeah, much, man. Really do this Appreciate it. Cover right here. Oh, oh. man. After that's, my that's, his, that's his. This is actually future ex-wife. This is my first. <laughs> this is my first um, drawing of Harley Quinn. Never done Harley before. Really? Wow. See, that's that's what it's all about, though. Yeah, that's why but, we're here at Free Comic Book Day, Fantasy Escape Comics and Cards in Virginia Beach. It's, it's creator-owned comics. It's the big comics. It's, you know, art. Like the, How often do you see yeah, airbrush artists yeah. anywhere, ever? And Mike Wedmer is here doing that. And he does shirts. He does he does art. My son, Jameson, has a Batman on, on the wall from Free Comic Book Day last year that Mike Wedmer did. Yeah. So it's just, you come to Fantasy Escape Comics and Cards and this is kind of unique stuff you're going to get. Yeah, and you get that great conversation with some great local artists and everything else. Again, we want people to come down here and visit us. I mean, I call people coming on. And, you know, here's the thing is, you know, it's I love this. This is my first time here, and I'm just having so much fun. And, you know, for anybody that's not in the Hampton Roads area with us or hasn't been able to get down here to see us, either at Topwater Comic Con or at this event, Bob does is on eBay. Yes. It's, uh, his username on eBay is 50Batman. So yes. you can get some of the stuff from Fantasy Escape Comics Carpets in Virginia Beach on eBay. Exactly, and that's going to do it for this segment. Coming up next, we'll be talking about Age of Ultron. Spoilers, we're not going to include them because we're in a public place. So there will not be any spoilers. James and I will try our hardest not to do it, but we're talking about Age of Ultron. Coming up next, Down and Nerdy. Free comic book day live at Fantasy Escape Comics and Cards in Virginia Beach with Down and Nerdy. And we're going to do a, we promise, non-spoiler review of Age of Ultron because I actually got a chance to see it last night. You saw it on Thursday night. Yeah, night. so, and first of all, gas because this is probably our first ever non-spoiler review we've right, ever done. Right, but I mean, there's been so much backlash on social media about spoilers for Age of Ultron. Not just that, but can I just say something? Um, no. To people who... What's, what's sad is a lot of the, the spoilers I'm seeing on Twitter and on Facebook are from people who actually work in comic shops. Yes, I mean, I don't come in here to Fantasy Escape Comics and Cards in Virginia Beach and Bob comes and says, oh, did you see Arrow last night? And then give me the entire plot if no. I haven't seen it. No, he doesn't do that because Bob's smarter than that. Yes. If you own a comic book shop, don't spoil movies and shows. Oliver dies. <laughs> but I mean no problem <laughs> but the thing is just like like spoilers especially when this is like this is the, the movie of the summer of probably the past couple of years people have been looking forward to money wise it certainly will be I mean 27 million dollars Thursday night 
So I mean, it shows it's going to make. We're talking about two hundred thirty million for opening overall. That's the and the thing is, is you look at this movie and everything else, and it's just like I said, don't spoil it. If you're someone who goes on Facebook, I've actually unfriended some people who did that. I'm like, you're the problem. Like you're part of the problem. Yes. But moving on from that is the movie itself. Now, I did my whole thing. I, I talked about in a pre-show how I wanted to go see it and my expectations for it. So, James, you texted me last night. You and your wife went to go see it. First of all, start off when you bought the tickets and work your way forward. Okay, so I was smart, so I got my tickets early. So yes. I went about 4 o'clock to get tickets for an 8 o'clock show. Now, you guys know I have a newborn son. Yes. I can't just leave him at home, and it's just me and him. So I took him with me. Wait, 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 wait. You can leave him at home. Just put him in the car in the little jumper thing. Put the Powerpuff <laughs> yeah. Girls on. Have him crying out. and You crying. want my picture on the news in a bad way. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that that would not happen. But anyway, so I've seen, throw first, I've seen you throw a first pitch before. Yeah, believe me, you've yeah, been on the well, news for more than horrible straight. things. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I go I go to the to the box office to buy the tickets. Now, I'm just going to the kiosk and leaving. But there's about 10 or 15 people in line to buy tickets, and they see me with the car seat, and they're <laughs> giving those darty-eyed looks. Like, yeah, like he's not bringing the baby, really? is he? And they were scared. These were looks of fear. They weren't anger, like, how dare he? Yeah. What a terrible father. No, it was looks of fear that they're going to spoil my movie because everybody was going to see Ultron. So I kind of got, got my tickets. I kind of acted like I was going to walk in. And then turn around and laugh <laughs> just to be that guy. And I'm like, really? Come on, people. I'm not that much of an you idiot. You did a great fake. Okay, so you and your wife go see me. There you go. <laughs> I, already, I already gave him the whiskey. He's yes. So you and your wife go see it. Of course, by the slow show. Did you see it in 3D? Did you see it in 2D? No, we saw it in 2D. 2D, okay. Um, it just, the time worked out that way. So you didn't get your four pairs of did 3D not, goggles so for that might have to wait for the second time I go see it if I go see it the second time. But... Here's the deal. We, you were talking about the trailers that aired during the, the, your show. Yeah. It was basically the same one. Southpaw was the one you forgot, by the way. Okay. The boxing movie. They didn't show that one. No, they didn't? No. Oh, well, they showed it during mine. It was oh. a nice extent. It looks like a good movie, but I digress. Um, we were talking about the reactions to the trailers. There was a laughter in the Ant-Man, Thomas the Tank Engine, yeah. that part of the trailer. The thing that surprised me in a good way was after the Batman Superman teaser trailer, there was applause. Really? I was surprised. And because, you know, even I said, eh, it's not the best trailer, but we talk about the teaser trailer, so... And as James mentioned earlier in the show, it, I texted him last night when he, was, when he told me that, and I, and I said, you know what, I go... I said, I, in a sense... Yes, the trailer didn't blow us away, but in a sense, it made me proud because you said a lot of people in the theater were wearing Marvel shirts and they were applauding a DC film. Yeah. And it shows that people are getting to that age of maturity where they're like, man, this whole stupid DC versus Marvel is stupid. People just want these movies, I think. It's at yeah. this point where people just want the content. So we're not getting those nerds that will do the, that have to constantly have the one versus. This is not WWF versus WCW, okay? No. This is different. This is something that we should all love. And I'm just—I was glad to get that reaction. And again, it's just all the other trailers with the full two and a half minute trailers. This is just a one and a half minute teaser trailer. So when we get the full one, we'll get a better idea. But actually, now to the movie itself. Yes. There were a lot. There was just a lot of good moments. When it the opening sequence, it's kind of like I think it's where we see it with a lot of Marvel stuff now is that like we saw in Daredevil that opening sequence. Immediately, you see the Avengers. Fighting Hydra, pretty that much. That was the that was the thing I liked about it is that they cut to the chase, the battles, and Agents of Shield kind of set it up. If you still watch Agents of Shield, 
did kind of set up the beginning of Age of Ultron, so I did think that that was clever. Um, you were talking about breakout stars. You were talking about Elizabeth Olsen and Scarlet Witch, and my wife said she could have actually used more yeah. Scarlet Witch. I actually thought that Hawkeye, they really pumped him up in this movie. Well, yeah, I think that, like I said in the pre-show, I said, you know, they gave Hawkeye story, they gave him depth, which was great. Now, and Black Widow as well. And they Black gave a nice little backstory well, into Of that. how, what happened her and how she kind of became through the whole Black Widow program. Right, if you've read the thing. comics, you kind of already know, but yeah. this gives you like a cinematic, and they didn't go all into it, but they gave you a nice peek behind the curtain. And what they did with Hawkeye, like, so I'm not going to spoil this, this spoiler-free review, what they did with Hawkeye to give him that death was very smart. Oh yeah, because he because what they do is kind of he's like the last the least the person you least expect to have that kind of arc in the story. And you like were this. right too. They had they they made light of how much he was kind of pushed to the side in the yeah. first movie, and he was like the bitch in the first movie. He was yeah. the guy that he was Aquaman and Super Friends. Like I said, he was the guy that was always constantly getting beaten down. He was the Avenger that nobody cared about, and he and his wife actually had a conversation about that in the movie. So it's very interesting the way that they that the way that they went about it, and they propped him up. And of course, you know, Cap's the leader, and they make jokes about that as well. But they propped him up a lot, and I don't know if that was on purpose because of how things went in the first movie or not. But I kind of liked that they went that way. Yeah. As far as breakout stars go, I can't I can't disagree with uh, Elizabeth Elizabeth Olsen. She was very good. Yeah. I did have some problems with this movie though. Okay. Um, Ultron himself. Yeah. I was a little disappointed. Why? I'm not gonna lie. It had nothing to do with James Spader. James Spader is very good because he has that delivery. Yeah. That works for the character. I think just the way the character was written. Because like I said in the beginning, you know, in the pre-show, I said, you know, Ultron isn't like he really is in the comics, where he's this robotic. Megatron-esque yeah. kind of a guy. He's more Tony Stark wrapped in metal, pretty much. It was just, it was a cere- it was I know he's it was a cerebral villain, not yeah. like the menacing villain. So, and I'm not saying he didn't pose a threat. He's sure. Well, yeah, because he's constantly evolving. Yeah. Remember, there's, there's a scene, and it's not a spoiler, but because you people going to should know that Ultron goes through many forms and very right. different metals, right. and his final form is that vibranium, right. which they tie into. This movie, right, and, and they tie it into Black Panther, exactly. Um, and the thing they do is, you know, there's a scene where like when Ultron's talking, and then New Ultron just rips him in half. And I, yeah. I, I kind of jumped out of my seat when they had, I was not expecting that no. at all. But I mean, I can understand where you're coming from because people will go see this movie and they'll say, "Well, Ultron isn't how I know he is." It's like, yeah, because they waited. Because remember, he's not a creation of Hank Pym. That's why I think they did it, because he's not a creation right. of Hank Pym. He's a creation I, of Tony Stark. I think Stark. that was part of it, too. And I'm not even saying that I didn't like him. And that, I, and I'm not saying I didn't like the movie at all. I did. I, I thought yeah. it was great. But I just, I was a little let down by the way the character was written. Right. I still liked it, but it was like, I didn't walk away from this movie feeling the same way I felt after Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah. Where I walked out of the movie, I was like, wow, that was, and was amazing. That, and was that correct that this movie, of all the movies that are coming after it, sets up Ragnarok perfect. It does. And if you, the one thing you're going to find out when you go see Age of Ultron, and I was very happy and surprised by this, is that Thor plays a huge yes. role in this movie. Yes. Huge and role. And he's going to play a huge role in Infinity Wars, too. And again, I don't want to, there's no spoilers, but th- that was another problem I had with this movie was there was a battle at the end and they cut away from the battle to show something else yeah. for like five minutes. And I'm like, why are you cutting away from this battle to show me this? And again, I don't want to give it away because it is kind of a spoiler. 
I'm like, there's a big battle going on at the central location, and you're cutting away from it to show me this for five minutes? I don't, I, you can show me this for 30 seconds, take me back to the battle. Right. That well, was another problem I could. Well, I think some people will have the... You the, know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about, but I think that people will have the opposite problem, where it's just action, 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 and not, not enough story. But they could have shown what they were showing for like a minute or 30 seconds. You get the point across right. of that's what's going on. Take me back to the... Because those were two characters I didn't expect to go head-to-head one-on-one. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. Let's throw down. And then they cut away from like, no! Speaking of characters going head-to-head one-on-one, we got to talk about the Hulkbuster versus Hulk fight oh, scene. Yes. Now, I think part of me thinks this is the way Joss Whedon writes. I think part of me they're taking shots at Man of Steel because the, there's a part where Tony, you know, he's, he's pretty much thinking of where can I throw the Hulk pretty much. And he seems like, okay, this building is vacant. Throws into that vacant building. And I sat there, I was like, they're just poking fun at Man of Steel in a sense. Don't even get me started on the destruction aspect of this movie. Because that was one of the first things I said when I left the movie. I was like, so no civilians got hurt in this movie. No, they did. No, they said they 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 made sense that people got hurt But you in just this. know that there's those nerds. Oh, yeah. That, well, that always go back to Man of Steel with that argument. And yeah. it drives me nuts. Yeah. It happens in all the movies. Mike just talks like, Man of Steel is awesome. See, uh, I, we talked about that too. I like Man of Steel. It wasn't the greatest movie of all time, but I liked it. Yeah, DC worshipping is showing. That's right. It is. Well, I can like Man of Steel and Age of Ultron. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying like That's a better DC movie about. than Man of Steel. Uh, well, there, of course there have been better DC movies. Yeah. And there's going to be better DC but movies. But anyways, going back, this fight, I believe it took them a long time to film Well, it, you can too. see why. Oh, yeah. There was just well, a lot of it was practical. I saw a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff, like the trucks spinning and everything else. That was all practical effects. Mm-hmm. And I liked, the fa- I liked the way that it ended, too. It was very much a, it was very much a take back on the first Avengers movie, with yep. the Hulk and Loki thing. Yeah. The, the very end of it. Anyway. Yeah. Or, or Hulk and Thor. Yeah, there was a little uh, a little jab at that, literally, uh, at some point during the during the movie. But uh, no, again, would I put this in my top five Marvel movies? Probably not. Really? I don't think I'd put it in the top five. Who's your top five? Uh, I think that you'd have to go the first Iron Man. Okay. Uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. I would go the first Avengers movie. I would go. Um, Guardians. Probably Guardians, just because it was so different and it just worked. And then five. I mean, Ultron would probably be close to five. I'm a Thor guy, though. So you I, I've th- really liked the Thor movies, so yeah. maybe Thor would be five. My top five, since we're doing this now, uh, I would have to go, first Avengers movie is number one, only because it does something that a lot of people said wasn't yeah, going to happen. That's happened. fair. Yeah, that's fair. It was because of that. Iron, the first Iron Man is number two for me. You could swap those. Yeah, you could swap those. Yeah. They're very interchangeable. Are we just doing MCU here? Yeah. I yeah. just sat down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, three, I would go with Guardians, I think. No, Winter Soldier, then Guardians. Yeah, you got to put Winter Soldier in. And then, like you, I do like the Thor movies. I got to go with the first Thor movie, though. So now Cody's going to have to give us his top five. What would you put at number one? MCU, so far, what's your, what's your number one? Well, now I'm going to have to disagree with you because I put Guardians first. Yeah, you would. I, that's just my thing. You would. Well, no, I can see reason because Guardians was one of those movies where like, people were like, I'm not, it's not a bad thing. I just don't think it was the best one. Well, I, I can see where Cody's saying well, Guardians that's because... that's your opinion and it's wrong. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. All right, like so, so it's you and I's turn now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, no, but I... Um, Definitely, uh, you know, as soon as they make the Captain Planet movie. But uh, Can I point out that without <laughs> Iron Man 1, there would have been no Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Period. 
None of this would be happening without the first Iron Man movie. That doesn't mean it's the best, though. But it, it gave us the it rest. It doesn't mean it's the best, though. Was it? Was it? Is it in your top five? Uh, is, is the first Iron Man in my top yes. five? Yeah, it'll be in my top five. Okay. But that's because it's it's a good movie, and not it because is. it was the first. It's because it's the first, and it was a good movie. If you want to go on that, without Star Wars Episode Four, we wouldn't have had Episode One, Two, and Three. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> it works both ways. That's fair. <laughs> so <laughs> we won't know about episode seven until December. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, I'd go Guardians one. Uh, um, probably. Um, uh, it is hard because there's been a lot Avengers of two, the first Avengers two. I haven't seen Ultron yet, so. Um, but the first Avengers two, uh, Winter Soldier three. I really enjoyed Winter Soldier. Yeah. I still watch it over and over again. Yeah. Um, I go to the first Iron Man four and five. Uh, it's where it gets tricky. And where it does. It does. Tricky. Um, oh man, yeah, it's uh, probably Thor. 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 The first and it's one. surprising that Thor would be that high because going into it, I was never really a huge Thor guy growing up. But then you see the movies and you go, "Wow, look what they did with Thor." Here's the thing with Thor is what they did and what they've done with all the movies is freaking casting. Yeah. Okay. What made Thor amazing is you come into that and you're like, first straight off the bat, what do you got? You got Natalie Portman. You got Daddy Skarsgård. And you got Kat Dennings, who's just hot. Not to mention Chris Hemsworth. Mike made a gesture that's very appropriate for the conversation. Yeah. And not to mention you Chris Hemsworth and, of course, Tom Hiddleston. Well, yeah, okay, you got, well, Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston. But then the, the camera turns to... Odin. Yes. Sir Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. And then who's his wife? Renee Russo. Yeah. These are all names you know, and they're all awesome actors. So you're like, and then you, and then you get appropriate it, for the role. And then you get, it, but not just that. The, the, the Warriors 3. Yeah. yeah. Holy crap, can you look closer? But I mean, yeah, but not just that, but you also get a director who is known for doing like Shakespearean stuff, and right. you give him Thor, which is very right. Shakespearean. And what do you expect? Right. Well, that and I mean, like you know, even the crossover with um, um now, why is it? Why is it that the name? You know the name, and you can't think of it. Um, Warriors Three, the skinny guy with the mustache. I know who you're talking about. But I can't think of his name. Thandrel. Uh, Thandrel. Thank you. Thank Thandrel. you. Um, he was from uh, the first one anyway. Yeah. Right. Uh, was from uh, Once Upon a Time, which was huge when that came out. Yeah. Um, and then Zachary Levi took over in the second film. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, so it was the, the casting all around was just like, dude, really? Can yeah. you do this any better? Well, we started this conversation because I said I wouldn't put Ultron in my top five Marvel movies. It was good, I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't put it in my top five. And as an Avengers movie, that's kind of what I expected because of the first Avengers movie was so epic. And I'm not even saying this wasn't, but it kind of, there were parts of it where I was like, okay, that's not as good as I expected. I realized I didn't put Age of Ultron in my top five. But now looking back at it, yeah, it's it's tough because the thing is, like, I liked it. It would a be lot. on the fringe. It's on the fringe. It's on that tip. I'm of not five. saying it's like eighth. No, but it's it's, it's right tough. There, well, no, because it's tough because there have been a lot of good Marvel movies, so it's just kind of tough. And I think they 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 it's a product of their own hype at this point. Yeah, it was so it was so because hyped. me is like I've had the day to digest it, so I'm not I'm that high still in yeah. a sense. Yeah. So I've really thought well, about that's more. The thing too was with Guardians. Well, they needed the hype with Guardians. Well, yeah, but here's the hype that you had. You had hype coming from every direction, okay? You had Zoe Saldana right. from Colombiana, from Avatar. 
You know, you have Batista. There's your wrestling crowd right there. You have Chris Pratt. I love Parks and Rec. I love, and when I saw Chris Pratt was giving me, I'm like, oh, he's going to be hilarious because he's hilarious on the show. And what was even better is when he was making Guardians of the Galaxy, they were still filming Parks and Rec. Yeah. And one episode he's chunky, and the next episode he's Star Lord. Kind of weird, huh? And they're walking through the hallway, and he's like, So you just lost 50 pounds? He's like, Yeah, it just kind of shut off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The way he said it was like, he said, you lost, like, you lost 50 pounds. Actually, he was like, oh, I just gave him beer and fun. Oh, yeah, beer, beer, yeah, beer and fun. That was, yeah. So it was like, he's like, Really? That's it? He's like, Yeah. That's, I mean, oh, and that Jurassic World trailer. Though. Yes. Oh. Um, and, and then you, okay, you have Bradley Cooper, who was coming off the Hangover franchise. You have, And it's Bradley Cooper. Yes. Even though he's not in it, but still. And you have Vin Diesel, who you know, the people who don't like actors can watch. Um, (laughs) uh, I drive fast. Yeah. um, You know, and then you got the the British fans. You got the Doctor Who fans, Karen Gillan. And you got James Gunn, who a lot of people like Slither and and that type of movies he did. So, I mean, it's it's, it's what the Marvel Comic Universe is doing is it's the convergence of bringing people from different areas to bring other people into watching their movies. And doing it appropriately exactly. though. That's yes. the difference. You don't just bring them in to bring them in because I hate that. They're doing exactly. it appropriately and timely. Because that's usually how Vin Diesel gets a role. They bring him in because of his name. But they did it smart. They brought him in well, and that's didn't what show they him did at triple, all. That's what they did with Triple <laughs> Well, it's kind of like what they're doing like where he's teasing the whole Inhumans thing where he might be Black Bolt. Give him a role where he's not speaking or he's only saying one thing. Or when he yells really loudly and throws people a thousand feet because that's what Black yes. Bolt does. But, uh, but going back to Ultron, though, another new character is the Vision. What was your thoughts on the, the Vision? I was very impressed, especially visually. I mean, you can see the pictures online, but when you see him in action and the way Paul Bettany actually um, portrays the character, you don't really get a sense of how epic it is until you see it on the screen. And it really fluidly, it was amazing. That's another freaking actor. That's amazing. Paul Bettany. And he he was very good. Every, he's a great character. And the great thing about this is, with the vision, they made sense of how he becomes the vision. Yeah, they did a very good through job. Through Jarvis. Yeah, they it's did a very really, good job. It's really, really a Which great is, job. He is the voice of Jarvis. Yeah. And it was weird because it was almost like via Ultron. Yeah. That was the weird part of the movie. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so that's how they're going to do it. And then there's that one point in the movie where he, Vision is talking to Ultron, and you think, oh my god, Vision might turn. And then something happens. We're not going to spoil what happens, but it's just that moment of like, oh my god, you don't I li- know. I, and this is one of those times where I know we talk about how we hate when they drag things out. I like that they waited till towards the end. Yeah. Vision. I actually like because they dragged it out. I yeah. liked that. Yeah. And they made his creation a, a nice little plot point in that second half of the second act and more which actually part, rounded out to something that happened earlier on. Yes. Movie, which was which was a good way to do it. And the so. thing is, like again. So Age of Ultron, like I said, Ultron is much created because of Tony Stark because something happens. Which you know that from and, the trailer, and, and you see it from so. the trailer. But you, but something happens to him, and you see this whole thing with him happening. And James' wife just walked through the door. This and, is about the time she rolled in last year too. Yeah, and she had the baby. Sam's child. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he was with her. He was with her. <laughs> he had no choice at that point either. But um, but the thing is, like, so. Something happens to Tony Stark, and 
it makes sense why he creates Ultron. Yeah. It makes sense. And, and, to, and I don't know how you felt about this, but you see a Civil War tease in this Oh, yeah. Very much a tease of how things are going to go. Oh, yeah. Civil War, and like you said, for Infinity War going forward. Yep. So they kind of took like four different Marvel movies and teased ahead a little bit by which little is bit smart. Ultron, which was very smart. I do have a question. Yes. Did they lie about not having a post No, sequence? they did not lie. No, there was a mid-credit sequence, but there's no post. Okay. Which, there were a lot of cheers in my theater yeah. for that mid-credit sequence. Again, we don't really want to spoil what it is. Yeah. Because it's... There's the new Howard the Duck movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's going to happen. You know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to happen. And it's got to be rated R like Deadpool. Especially with the comic coming back out and everything, it's only a matter of time. I'm reading the comic. I like the comic a lot, actually. Yeah, it's, it's got to be, be rated R like Deadpool is. Yeah, and Howard the Duck's got to. Well, I think you know, that they finally Mario realized Lopez. they finally realized that that's okay. Yeah, they it, finally well, realized that that's okay. That, and that that was the best thing they did for promo for Deadpool was the Mario Lopez interview. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, because <laughs> here's the, well, here, well, here's the thing with the Deadpool thing. I'm glad you know because Fox is well, because Fox is doing that. So the thing <laughs> is, what Ryan Reynolds said, he goes, what "Was it? He, they had an interview with him. I believe he said." There's two ways we could do Deadpool. Fox said we can give you more money, but you had to be PG-13. We give you less money to work with, but you, you can be rated R. And he's like, we'll take the rated R. We get more freedom, do what we want, and make the character what it's supposed to be. So I mean, but Age of Ultron, I like. Like I said, it's that now that I've had that day to relax and digest, come off that nerd high. Um, yeah, it's it's probably fifth or fourth tied in there. Now here's how the studio was genius about doing that. Business-wise, yeah. If the movie, we're gonna give you le- more money to be PG-13, right? Yeah. We're gonna give you less money to be rated R. If the movie came out as PG-13, it wouldn't make as much as it would rated yeah. R. So the the studio was like, we're gonna make billions off this movie because yeah. people like this guy to my right wouldn't go see it if it was PG-13. No, I would because it wouldn't make any. It would make any sense. But hey, that's our review of Age of Ultron again. What would you get out of ten, James? What would you give it? I give it. I give it a ten. Uh, Pam's little f- four, Pam. I would give it a solid eight. That's a lot of work. Eight. I'd have to go eight. I can't go ten. I can't. There, there's just a couple things that bother me. One thing about Iron Man in particular that we can't talk about because it's kind of a spoiler. Yeah. But uh, I'd give it an eight for those two reasons I get, that I, I mentioned. I give it like a. I mean, I just say I mean, I just say a ten, but I give it probably like a nine. I, Eight and a half, nine. If, if there weren't those couple of little issues, it would have been a ten. Yeah. But I had a couple of little issues, and that's okay, people. I can't. I don't have to love the whole movie. Yeah. No, I it's really a good movie. It. It, I will buy it when it comes out. Well, yeah, because it's gonna be a two-hour, fifty-minute extended cut. But that doesn't mean I. I. That's not the first one I'm reaching for when I when I go to watch a Marvel movie. That's all I'm saying. Ah, well, that's our review of Age of Ultron. Congratulations to us for not spoiling anything. Yay! Yay! Progression. Iron Man dies. <laughs> 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 but uh oh that's one no we gotta bring that up before we end remember because I said in Iron Man 3 Tony Stark stops being Iron well, Man well that was one of my main problems yeah with the movie is well he's in the trailer as Iron Man he's in the he, suit he, so he rolls out in the beginning of the movie in his Iron Man suit and nobody says anything yeah. so I'm like okay uh, what? so what happened there yeah and they never explained why he came back to being no, Iron Man they just, I think they're just Iron getting Man. rid of that movie that's why I thought can't I do that happened. though you, can. you can't they're doing it with Jurassic Park with a cinematic universe they're that Marvel's building Park. you can do it with Jurassic Park 
Jay haven't made eight Jurassic but Park movies. Seen, but if you're doing it with Episode Seven Star Wars, are acting like the first three never. Well, they're they're doing that no, because sorry, it's, that's us acting like the yeah, first three. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna happen after Revenge. Of, I mean, Return of the Jedi. So but here's that's, the, yeah, but that's I, different. But again, yeah. You cannot you cannot just erase a movie you didn't like just because it did just because it got a little bit of backlash. But that's gonna do it for Age of Ultron. We are seriously getting the nerd news. It's gonna be next. Free Comic Book Day live. We're live at Fantasy Escape Comics and Cards in Virginia Beach. Free Comic Book Day 2015, and we've been having a lot of fun meeting some great people. About the fix folks from City Earth Comics a few minutes ago. Yep. Now we have another comic artist extraordinaire. So, sir, please introduce yourself. Hi guys, I'm Michael McNaughton uh, with MLM Comics and Graphics. You guys can find me on Facebook. Uh, basically, um, here for Free Comic Book Day at Fantasy Escape uh, with these guys doing a podcast. First time meeting them, they all seem like great guys. So. Been listening all day. Yeah. you get to know us. <laughs> no, but um, but looks like you've got a few pages sitting in front of you. You're starting your own creator own book here. Yes, yes, my own creator own book. Um, basically, what it is, it's called GX, and it's a story. It's it's kind of like fantasy, sci-fi, space, Earth, all that stuff. Well, anyways, basically, it starts out with an old man sleeping in a house in Ohio and we zoom in on his bedroom and then we get a little bit closer and we actually see him sleeping in his bed and then we see he's dreaming and it's like a medieval castle this battle going on they're storming the castle there's dragons well this is actually happening on, happening on another planet really the, the old man is blind the only way he can see is through our hero's eyes who is on this planet battling wow. and the, the hero doesn't know that he someone is seeing through his eyes back on another planet so basically what's happening is is um he's seeing he's been watching this guy's life for the last 50 years through his eyes all the action all the adventure well now it's kind of coming to the point to where it's their final time on the planet there's they're they're about to open a portal and the portal's going to send them to earth well, Silveron is our main hero, our character that flows through this story. And he's battling his way to stop that. Well, he can't stop it, so he ends up going through the portal. And at that moment, the old man wakes up because he knows he's come, that Silveron's coming to Earth. Well, the, the magic space jumped in. It basically folded space, obviously, you know, so they can go right. from one end of the galaxy to the other. End. Well, also in this story arc is another character called Ronson. He's an alien. He has red skin with blue paint that comes down his forehead. Um, and the, this race is the most advanced race in the universe. Basically, they live for 10,000 years. Um, and so they have the time to learn everything. You know, they, uh, well, he's the last of his race. He's on a giant-sized city ship. He has no idea where his people are. He has no idea where his planet is. He's spent thousands of years searching for his people. Well, he finally detects a space jump. He thinks it might be some of his people. So he locks in the coordinates and ends up going to Earth also. Well, so all these bad guys are now on Earth causing all this trouble. we got a former Navy SEAL who's going to jump in in the mix, kind of like Punisher-ish. Nice. Um, nice. Very New good. York City. Um, and then we also have a Japanese girl, a young boy from New York City. The young boy and the Japanese girl are going to have developing powers. That They're actually the ultimate power that the bad guys are looking for. They don't know what they're looking for yet. They just know they're looking for the ultimate power. So, you know, throughout the story, all this is revealed. It's a 36-issue arc. It's going to take us from this planet to Earth, then off Earth, then 
through the galaxies. We got space pirates. We got ship boardings. We got different planets, ice planets. It's crazy. So it's like several different worlds all yes. wrapped into one comic. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. So it's a 36 issue arc, and um, it's all it's completely written out. I've got a lot of it penciled, and obviously the first issue is colored and lettered and ready to be put out at the end of this month. Mm -hmm. So I'll be putting them out monthly after that. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited, man, and I really appreciate you guys letting me. Have oh no problem. So you got like three years planned yeah. out that yes. it's coming yes. monthly. Yes. Wow. So so here's one of the questions now. Of course, it's free comic book day. What's the one comic that you first got started into? comics and what was your first free comic book day like this is actually my very first free comic high five book. mine too ah, yes excellent job that. sir first free comic book day fantasy escape thanks bob um, <laughs> wolverine 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 uh i was in love the minute i saw him in the mid 80s um from from jump it, it, i that was it it was wolverine it was x-men and and then uh, it was Jim Lee. Yeah. Jim Lee, Punisher War Journal, Jim Lee, X-Men, yeah. Mark Silvestri, and oh, that was it. Those were my guys. I'm looking at your, your some of your pages right now in that house. I'm a big King of the Hill fan. <laughs> it does <laughs> look looks like, like Hank Hill's house. It does. It really does. Yeah, if you guys could see it. You know, actually, this is, it kind of looks, it does, now that you see that. I mean, it's that. not spot on, but, but, but it reminds me, the first I saw my thought, <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, so Fox with, execs, calm down. With, with no, that does, that. though, what that does, though, it just shows that this guy just lives in a generic place. He's just yeah. a regular old guy. Yeah. You know, but he has this vision. But yeah. then the panel below that is the, you know, mythical realm kind of thing, too. Yeah. So you kind of get both sides Did, of the coin in the first now, page. Now, you see here, sitting on the table beside him while he's dreaming, yeah. are the bottles of sleeping pills and the cups. Because he wants to stay asleep, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? He tries everything to stay asleep to watch this because he's blind. Yeah. You know, this is his life. This it's kind of like some of the inspiration. I'm, I think about the first Ghostbusters movie and how there was that opposite world inside the fridge. Oh, we're yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah. kind of getting that through this man and his his sleep, pretty much. And it's funny as I'm looking at some of the other pages here, I see the Jim Lee inspiration in your art, especially yeah, in the faces. Same. The faces I, I yes. see it in the faces for sure. So you've clearly been influenced by Jim. Yeah, Jim is Jim is awesome. He uh, he's definitely this is one of my favorites right here. This is Silveron's daughter, Tira. Wow. He's on a different plane of the battlefield communicating with him. Um, the elves on my planet are basically as tall as people around here. Yeah. Um, they have three fingers. They have really long pointy ears, as you can see. This is very Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Yeah. You agree? Yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. There's a, it's there's very awesome. The has that, it's not like the character itself, but the look. The, the, the look the, is very the Dragon Ball Z. extra long ears like that, too, kind of, kind of evoke. Yeah. I mean, something that's not so I mean? action-packed yeah. as, as this, but uh, uh, Poison Elves. Do you remember that? Poison Elves. No, it was, no. It was more like a detective type comic. It was kind of crazy. It was ElfQuest was really big for me back in the day. ElfQuest, the, the the books. Poison Elves was around in the nineties. Those were good. I, yeah. I, I really out. did love those. Those were those were pretty excellent. So you know, Tears' daughter. She's fighting on a different plane in the battlefield, and they communicate through uh, mental. Only the elves can communicate with each other through mental. Um, mind speak, basically, is what I call it. Yeah. There's just so much going on. I mean, you can see clearly several types of inspiration crammed yes. into, into yeah. one book, but I think that's what makes books like this really good, is that you take bits and pieces of stuff that you loved yeah. as you're reading and as you're growing into comics and even animation and throw it into one book. So you got that. You have that uh, luxury. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate the compliments. No problem. I mean, it looks really, really good. So is there a release date set for Yeah, it? actually, um, last Wednesday, 
of the month. Last one of the month. Fantasy Escape Comics and Cards. Will you be able to pick up your copies here? No, actually, it's going to be PDF first. Oh, uh, so you're going to do digital, digital first. first. Okay. Digital first. Um, working on printing. I just got my man right here. He told me about Kablam. So. We'll see. I might use Kablam for printing. Yeah. The quality of the books look really good. Yeah, so. yeah they do. So they definitely, definitely do. I like that. All right, so I asked the guys from City Earth this. I want to ask you the same thing. You okay. can take your character and cross it with any Marvel or DC character somewhere down the line. Who would it be? As far as cross, you mean team up or? Either way. Either team up or go against well <laughs> my, Na my navy seal character in this book is a former navy seal he's turned vigilante in new york city and his name is nightlash yeah and he, he's a black dude um he kind of looks like um what's a good good example um i don't know he's got a goatee and a bald head he's shaft luke yeah but luke cage, luke cage yeah, yeah there you go there you go luke cage there you go so um exactly yeah and he has a tech Geek, guru with him called Ink, who has all these little tattoos and gauges in his ears, you know. Well, anyways, I would love to see him team up with the Punisher. You know, that would be ideal. And I would also love to see my main character, Silveron, team up with Wolverine. Yeah. You know, they have some of the same properties. I kind of took some properties from him. I gave him the healing factor. And, yeah. Know, so. Final question. Where'd you get that Voltron shirt? Because I want it. Uh, if, if people can't, of course you can't store. see it. For people who can't see it, it's he's wearing a Voltron shirt and it has the red, the red uh, lion. lion on it, and it says "You complete me," and he's just staring up at the Voltron, and it looks so amazing. With the, with the arm where it's supposed to go. Hey, it's me on this yeah. T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, it's the Voltaglia. Whole, yeah, yeah the lion Voltron, dude, that's even not bad. It is an awesome comic shirt, man. I, I love it. When I, when I saw it, I had to buy it. I really wasn't going to buy anything that day. I, didn't, yeah. I was actually tight on money. I was like, man. But I saw that shirt, I was like, huh, uh, okay, I'll, I'll just buy milk tomorrow or something. <laughs> so I went ahead and it. I'm not going to eat, but this Calcium's is for wussies. <laughs> you know, there was ten others, like, someone's going to come in in two days and buy all ten, and I'm not going to be able to come in I can find a water fountain somewhere, <laughs> this is fine. Isn't that the worst feeling? You see, like, a shirt or a piece of art you want, but there's, like, multiples of it, and you're like... I gotta get now. Even though there's like 20 of them, they might be gone in the next day. Or when I go to like BAM, Books a Million, or Barnes and Nobles and find that graphic novel that is the only one and like hide it behind 32 books yeah. somewhere else in the store in a cooking section. Nobody's gonna restock I did that when I bought my, my I have the killing joke. I, when I did that when I bought it because it was literally the only copy they had left. So I'm like, because I had to walk around for a little bit before I went and bought it. And I said, okay, I'm gonna put this behind, you know, whatever is there nobody's gonna want you know and just hide it luckily it was still there I'll be totally honest I did that Black Friday once at a Best Buy I went there two days before grabbed everything I knew was gonna be in the ad hit it behind like <laughs> a toaster or something I went back the next on Black Friday it was all there wow. picked up the stack went wow, to the rest awesome, and it was good so there you go Best Buy employees but, next time look behind things Mike thank you for coming on man Love yeah, it. can't wait to read it great art great job man awesome. give us the name around. of the book guys, one more time uh, and the name of the book is GX GX it's pretty simple it's a great logo if you guys go to MLM Comics and Graphics on Facebook you can see it see tons of other artwork um, I've done covers for a couple small indie books throughout the industry so I am published um, and yeah just you know it's, it's all about supporting indie comics absolutely comic yeah. we talk about exactly. that a lot on this love show love indie work um, I love all the indie artists out there now these guys that are here today are great artists 
Um, I'm really glad to be here, so thanks, guys. No problem. Thanks. MLM Comics coming to a shop near you and on digital, of course. Thanks so much for stopping by. All right, guys. And Fantasy Escape Comics and Cards in Virginia Beach for free comic book day. We definitely have to get to some nerd news here coming up, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's coming up next right here on Down Nerdy. Well, it's that time, nerds, to go around the interwebs and find out what's trending. It's time for what, guys? Nerd News! And James, you want to kick us off with our first uh, look, if you want to say A lot of first looks, actually. We had some stuff come out from X-Men Apocalypse. We had first looks at Nightcrawler and Jubilee and Jean Grey. And, of course, we had the first look, or did we, at the Joker from the Suicide Squad and Casey Jones, Stephen Amell from TMNT. So let's start first with X-Men Apocalypse. And what do you guys think? of the look at first Nightcrawler. I like the look of Nightcrawler. Now, a lot of people are going to say they like the Alan Cummings Nightcrawler better from X-Men United. However, I like because it's, of course, a younger Nightcrawler. And I like, I'm not going to lie, the, the way that they did the tail, the detail of the tail looks a lot better, I think. So remember, the last time we saw Nightcrawler was in 2003. Right. So I totally agree with you on yeah. this. I like this. I, I love the, the set photos with the thriller jacket. Yeah. I don't know why, but I loved that. I thought that was such a because good Because I think it's a callback to his red outfit. It definitely wears. is. And I loved how they did that. Now, Jubilee was a little different than we remember Jubilee. Well, she is wearing the, the yellow jacket in the 90s garb. Now, she looks, like I said, she's from the 90s, which she I see some set photos. There is an arcade in the first X-Men animated series episode. She's in an arcade. There's a whole Sentinel attack starts. What I thought was interesting was they're going lo- big hair, long hair, yeah. instead of the shorter hair look. Which I don't is know fine. if that's eventually going to happen, but, and I'm not nitpicking. I just thought it was an interesting choice. It, you know, it was very bombshell-esque. Yeah. So I thought that that was a very cool thing, but you're right. The outfit is spot on. Jean Grey, I thought they did very well. Too. Jean Grey's good because remember they're going a little bit younger and everything else and I liked it now you know let's move on to another person we'll say the Joker for last yeah uh, the one that came out the other day uh, Stephen Amell as Casey Jones and it's pretty much what you'd expect it's what you'd expect it's, the, it's, it's just the hockey mask and the jacket and the hockey stick yeah. no 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 that's the Casey Jones hockey mask oh yeah yeah that, that, well, that's what we meant that's, that's what, what we you would expect yeah, that, that, that hockey mask looks looks awesome and of course the hockey stick and, and just look for on Amell's page he's gonna have spoilers and you all know over. what's gonna help that character with Stephen Amell doing it and, and I don't know how many people know this but Steve and Robbie uh, practice parkour yeah so you're gonna have Casey Jones probably throwing out some parkour in this. And you've seen yeah. Amel's workouts when he's prepared for Arrow. The oh, yeah. dude can do pretty much anything that's gonna need to be done. And again, it's it's another one of those things where he's going with a short haired yeah. look that he that's has. That's why Arrow, I figured he cut his hair. Which is again, which is fine because I know that there's been a longer haired Casey yeah. Jones as well. Don't care. He looks great. He's gonna do great in this movie. It's not just that look Stephen Amel. He brings a legitimacy to this second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I can't... And a name, like Cody was talking and about. And a name. Earlier. And I like the last Cody or something. Yeah. Oh, he was good, too. He was good, too. I'm not saying... I'm certainly not saying he wasn't good. He was. He was perfect. I still think he's Christopher Maloney's brother. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. He really is. He really is. I used to... I used to when I first saw him, I was like, that's Chris Maloney. From yeah. Oz. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, it's not. And then, of course, we got the Joker. Now... I'm going to go on record right now as to say this Joker was the biggest troll job yes. by DC ever. Now, I thought that they, when they released it, now, let, okay, let's, before he's decided being the biggest troll job, our first impressions of it, I like the way they had the whole t- teeth and everything else, because like he had many fights with Batman. Did not like the tattoos, though. I thought the tattoos were awesome. 
I thought they were too... I thought that just added so much to the character. I thought the tattoos were kind of too much. I wouldn't mind a couple of them, but there was too much of where people were like, we get it, it's the Joker. I didn't, it, it I didn't hate head. it. I didn't hate it when I first saw it. But I was like, this can't be what... My first reaction was actually, this can't be what they're really doing. I actually kind of figured that that wasn't what they were really doing. Because first of all, Joker's not shirtless. Ever. Hardly ever. Okay. Here's the thing, though. It's Suicide Squad. They start out in prison. Right. Can you imagine him standing there like that with the coveralls tied around his I waist? Can. I can. I can see like a straight jacket type deal, but not the actual jacket. Just him with the tats. And maybe something on his mouth, like sounds of the Lamb style. I'm just saying, just like hanging out in his cell with his orange coveralls tied around his waist with his shirt well, off. Like they did on Assault on Arkham, which was yes. basically a Suicide Squad film, even though they called them Batman Assault on Arkham. It was yeah. a Suicide Squad animated film. Yeah. yeah. So doing something like that, yeah, that would be fine. But eventually we know we're going to get quote unquote the regular Joker and Nick and I we've talked about this at length it's gotta be white suit it, it, well no it, it is white suit I've seen the leaked video of him on set and it, I've seen what he looks like and it's, it's blurry but yeah it, it's the white suit Joker and it, I'm happy about that what you're seeing from the neck up is what it needs to be yeah it's bringing that ultra psychotic look yeah and I think that that's what you need for the Joker I think that I'm not saying that the portrayal will be better than Ledger because I don't think it's going to be different you can't try to but I think look wise look wise I think this one's going to be better you think I think it's going to be more terrifying I think that's what they want to go for yeah they want more terrifying Ledger's look was was very raw and I think that's what made it made it good but this one they're going to go they're going terrifying Terrified. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and speaking of, well, I want to say terrified, but speaking of something that maybe we thought was going to happen and maybe a different mindset of how people respond to scenes like photos, well, they respond that way to different shows, and that one show's being questioned is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, and it was very interesting because we've been very, very critical of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on the show, and I've said it a million times, I don't hate it, I just wish it was more, I wish it could be more. Yeah, well, I stopped watching. Joss Whedon had some very interesting things to say about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe we have a reason Now, for the way before you get to what Sweden said, why did you stop watching? Because they were talking about Cody. Bored. Yeah. yeah, that's the point. I got bored. I was like, it was it was to the point where, you know, and I still have them all on DVR, and I was sitting there, and I would start doing something else. Yeah. And then be like, oh, wow, they're still on this. Okay, I can go back to writing my blog. That was my problem. <laughs> it was like there, was, there were two episodes that would be really good, and then there would yeah. be like three episodes. It's like, why are we still on this? Can and, we move on, And please? I tell, and, and I says with James, I said, one of the big things is that Inhumans got pushed back, and that's what they're putting on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. They're trying to push they basically Inhumans. revealed that the Inhumans exist to S.H.I.E.L.D. on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah. So that was the last and episode. the thing is, now you push back the movie, so now Agents of Shield's like, where are we gonna go with this? Because he's got like an extra year or so of Inhuman stuff we gotta do now. Right. So but that leads us into what Joss Whedon said, said when he was doing some press for Age of Ultron. Yeah. So he was talking about Age of Ultron. He was talking about Agent Coulson and him being back. And Whedon said, "quote In terms of the narrative with these guys, the Avengers, his loss was very important. When I created the television show." It was sort of on the understanding that this can work and we can do it with integrity. But these Avengers movies are for people to see the Avengers movies and nothing else. And it would neither make sense nor be useful to say, oh, by the way, remember me? I'm dead. And then, when we were talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., maybe we get a little peek behind the curtain of why it is the way that it is instead of more like Daredevil. Yeah, and, you know, he talked a little bit about that. and, And it's just... 
it's filler. It's all this. It's a, it's, it's filler, and it talks about how maybe how some people in the MCU are miffed about right. the show itself. And we wound to say, I think, quote, I think actually the movie people were a little bit cross about the TV show. They were sort of like, well, we can have this, but not this, and this, but not that. It's complicated enough as without me adding another layer of complication. We also created a TV show called Shield right before they made a movie where they destroyed Shield. So everybody's having a great time. Uh, yeah, and, uh, see what they've done with the other shows. I loved Agent Carter. I thought it was okay. It fell off at the end. I thought I thought Agent Carter was going to be about something different. Except the last episode, I thought it fell off at the and end. And then I, uh, the way they tied Daredevil in with the Avengers was smart. Daredevil was, was fantastic because they kept saying it. They kept talking about the incident, and I'm like, and then they're like, when the city was destroyed. I, I thought like, it was 11 oh. I, I first, I, I says when we were talking, about it, I thought it was nine eleven. Uh, as soon as they said the city yeah, was destroyed, exactly I knew. But no, but I said, I, I said, I thought it was nine eleven. I remember like, wait a minute, the Avengers they had a big thing in New York. Like, I oh, knew, that's what it means. I knew, well, like you, I knew right when he said that that that's what they're talking like, into. But my point was when we reviewed Daredevil was, look what happens when you take a Marvel property outside the realm of ABC and Disney and stuff and let Netflix do what they want to do mm-hmm. with the cooperation of Marvel of course look what we got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is trapped in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and it's hamstrung mm-hmm. uh, clearly from what we've said with what they can even do I'm, I can't imagine what they had to do to get Lady Sif on the show twice Yeah, the strings that they had to pull just to get her let's face it a definitely a secondary character in a Thor movie mm-hmm. to get her on so basically they're not allowed to do what they really want to do on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and is that the problem? Yeah I think it is because it's I think they went into it thinking this is, we're going to tie the movies together with this show in between each movie we're going to tie it together with, with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think that's kind of what they were going for and it just do, it, could it work couldn't. and therein lies the problem the fact that it's all tied together which seems like a nice tidy little way of keeping everything clean well maybe not so much but here's the thing oh yeah we don't have a movie out right now watch this yeah but here's my thing though they could tie it nicely with Netflix but with, because you got Daredevil you have Luke Cage you have Iron Fist but you can do it if they want to say okay we want to do shows on Netflix and tie them in that's one thing but if you're trying to tie it in with these agents that nobody cares about it's not going to sell well some of the stories have been pretty good the thing they had going on with Sky even before the whole Inhumans thing that was compelling what wasn't compelling was the whole thing with May and Ward. I don't yeah, care. The, the, seems like no, seems like Coulson always had some sort of secret we weren't allowed to know for like six or seven episodes. It's like, all right, get to the point already. And yeah. they kind of have a little more recently, but still it's like, this should be more. Yeah. And it's not. And I don't understand why. And I've never said that I hated the show. But again, I've had the same problem that you've had. For three or four episodes, it'll be boring. But then after a movie comes out and they start to bring everything... Winter Soldier made Agents of Shield watchable. Yeah, yeah. Made it watchable. Yeah, I mean, what, what I, happens at the beginning of season two? Same thing that happened in season one. It dragged on. Yeah, and I couldn't do it. I literally, I, we reviewed the new season things. I had to power through it. Four or five episodes on the DVR just to catch up with our mid-season finale yeah. show because I was I'd fallen behind and it's going to have the same thing going to happen with our finale show. So maybe it's just because they don't do what they want to do. Speaking of somebody who's basically saying whatever he wants to say. Yeah, Jerry Conway, pretty much on his Tumblr page, he's a four, the forty-seven-year veteran comic book writer. He pretty much said that he's pissed off at the way that DC Entertainment handles its royalty payments to writer and artist credited with creating DC characters. He pretty said he created roughly 500 comic book characters. Yeah, I'm calling since there's children in the room. 
I'm calling BS on that. I don't know how you could create. <laughs> you can't create man on bench in park though. To create 500 characters? You can create a lot of characters. 500? No way. I can't. I can't give him 500. And he, said, that, and he said that he created from between 69 and 1985. Stan Lee didn't create 500 characters. And he said one was Felicity Smoke. But I just don't understand how you can claim the creation of guy at hot dog stand. You can't do that. And I could do that. I could say Cody sitting in chair is my character. You can't I've created create six that characters. many guys. <laughs> I've created six yeah, characters since 2011. It's different when you're talking about something like Killer Frost, and that was one of his main examples was Caitlin Snow, Killer Frost, and The Flash. I, maybe you've got an argument there. You can't argue for a person walking into comic book shop. But he didn't create Caitlin Snow. He created Crystal Snow. Right, he created a different. He's actually the second iteration, and he's not talking necessarily about all the background characters unless they can use like a J. Jonah Jameson. He lost me when he said I created 500 characters. Because I don't buy it. Especially with guys like Kirby, like Stanley, that have already created so many characters legit. Which you can do, but are they all published? No. Just like he can't, I, there's no way he can claim that. I, I just can't buy it. I can't. He has, he has, he has some points. He has, he has some points. Agreed. But when he starts spouting off about creating 500 characters, he loses me. Right. And it's easy to see that. I think my thing with this is, I'm on the same mindset as James in a sense because it is. When you say five more characters, give us that list. Like, seriously, yeah, and, give us and, that list. And Marvel had the same problem with the whole Kirby lawsuit that was yeah. going on too. They, there's been a lot of lawsuits to create. But the Kirby stuff. lawsuit was different. That's kind of like what DC did with Schuster and, and. Right, but there's been a lot of this Siegel. kind of stuff going on recently because people, everybody wants to get theirs now. And of course, DC announced that new initiative for letterists and color artists yep. months ago, and they're kind of trying to make it right a little bit, especially in the modern era but Conway needs to pick a lane you either you know give me a couple of characters that matter yeah go go with that and see what you can get you're not gonna go 500 characters you can because you can't people can't take you seriously if you say that no that's and that's just my opinion yeah. you can't claim that you've created 500 characters for DC comics because there aren't 500 not legitimate ones anyway like all the Ultron bots is there Ultron Bot 1, Ultron Bot 2, Ultron Bot 3, because if you're counting all the Ultron Bots as one, yeah. as, as separate bots, maybe you can create 500 characters. But beyond that, you can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just, we're just staring at... J Cody's holding Jameson, who's James's son, and he's playing with a bottle, and he's smacking... He was kind of stiff. Yeah, and he was, was stiff-arming Cody in the face, pretty much. That's he what was. he does. He's very hardcore. He's, and speaking of hardcore, you're a pretty hardcore Dragon Ball Z I'm fan. so excited, because Dragon Ball's coming back after 18 years! Yay! Kind of, because I don't know that much about it. Well, you will. <laughs> I will sit you down. It's not our generation, watch. though. That's the difference. Dragon Ball Z was not us. You know? <laughs> yeah, Cody's not a big anime kind of guy. Neither am I. Well, you suck. But let me have... That's less than one of you. Ah, yay! Four of just one. Actually, there's two and a half of us. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, counting the baby. <laughs> but the baby looks drunk right now. 
He's tired. He's playing with my bottle of Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, they announced that there's not there's there hasn't been a non-canon Dragon Ball GT show since '97. And that's a long time to wait yeah. for a fan too. So that in July they're gonna come up with a new show, which is great. And Dragon Ball it's called Dragon Ball Super. It's a new DBZ series from Akira Toyama. It will reportedly start quote a few years after the defeat of Majin Buu during a time when Earth was peaceful. So pretty much Majin Buu, for people who aren't Dragon Ball Z fans or people who are whatever, uh, was pretty much the last big saga in Dragon Ball Z and then it just pretty much ended. And the fact that they're gonna tie that and the fact that they're gonna tie that in to that is very impressive. I like that they're going to tie it in yeah. to what it, what it was done previously. Yeah, and they had a couple of theatrical, small theatrical releases. The new one, Dragon Ball Z Resurrection of F, which is going to be Frieza. Uh, it premiered on the U.S. in Los Angeles on April 11th, and Toei has announced plans for a wider dub release of the film later this summer, which I'm excited about. Uh, there's another one, I believe, last summer with Dealing with Gods and stuff like that, too. So I think it was kind of a test to see what kind of reaction people would get? Would they want another show? And, and, and another I think show? That, that makes sense. You you have to do test runs, and I think that we see that a lot, actually, seeing yeah. test runs of characters and with stuff like that just to see how it's going to go. So I think it's smart that they're doing that. Exactly. I'm just watching your son just literally stiff-arm Cody right in the face repeatedly. It's Mike, Mike Redmer actually just gave me a list of the characters from Jerry Conway, and what strikes me is that Conway said that there was 500 and there's 263 on this list. Right, but some of those are groups. I just, I don't see how you get the 500. I don't. I don't see how you get the 500. There's a couple, like Caitlin Snow, I get, I get his beef on that. I do. But, and some of these other ones aren't even being used, though. That's the other thing that gets me. And I'm not saying that DC Comics isn't in the wrong for some of this stuff, because they are. They need to make it right. They need to make it right. Power Girl doesn't count because Superman came first. Yeah, you can't have your cake and eat it too. I agree with that. And that's, I don't know, she's a female. She's not Clark Kent. She's not Cal She doesn't have the same I agree, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Well, I'm having my cake. I'm eating too his Dragon Ball Z thing. I'm Dragon Ball Well, Batman had cupcakes and didn't share earlier. Yeah, I know. Shut your mouth. And now James' wife is putting his son on his head. Not the baby on his head, but on James's head. That's right. I hope he takes a steaming crap on your head. That'd be hilarious. That would not be good. That is not the kind of hat that I want to wear. <laughs> he has long hair, dude. He has very long hair. Yeah. He's, got a, he's got a little rat tail on the back, which I think I can see that. I can see that. 90 style. What? But uh, that, I think it's going to do it for a live show. Yeah, that's pretty much going to wrap things up. I mean, we're we're sitting here still enjoying Free Comic Book Day. So many great, so much great art, so many great books. Not just the free ones. The other stuff that Bob has here, Fantasy Escape Comics and Cards of Virginia Beach. He's got all the new issues that you're going to need. Back issues, those walls and walls of them. Yes. I mean, come on. There's so much, and not to mention the figures. Oh, we want to get somebody else on the show. Well, come on over. we still got a little bit of time. We always like talking to the fans on the show. Exactly. Just when we thought it was rap, people would want back That's, right. That's fine hey, with people, us, though. We're fine with to be on the show. That's the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> he's playing a towel. He's fat man. He's, he's a Cody's alias. not fat man. <laughs> fat man. Fat man. Bruce Wayne's not Batman either. Fat man's alter ego is... Is the billionaire heir to the Chubby Burger franchise <laughs> named Belt Strain? 
Don't say Big Belly Burger because no. DC created yeah. that too. Belt Strain is, is his name. Kevin Smith though? Is that, I thought that was Kevin Smith. Chubby Burger? No, no that's Fat Batman on Batman. That's totally different. Yeah, that's different. No, that's totally this is different. just straight Fat Man. <laughs> I don't wear a hockey jersey. All right, so we got two guys sitting here. What, what are your guys' I'm names? Merkin. What's up? I'm, uh, I'm Jeremy. I, do, uh, I, I actually do a comic review channel on YouTube. I, I uh, cover comic reviews, uh, movies, TV shows, pretty much everything comic and nerd related. Awesome. And, nice. and I'm Corey. I basically do the same thing. And uh, even though we both have uh, channels on YouTube, we have a collaboration channel. Yeah, we also do uh, vlogs and stuff, too. We, uh, you know, we're, we're regulars here at Fantasy, so we always stop by and uh, say hi to Bob. We've actually had Bob on our videos a few times. Nice. 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 <laughs> just, uh, talking about uh, like just like giving, getting his opinion on like, you know, secret wars and all the different events going on and all this stuff. So what were you, what speaking of comics, it's free comic book day here at Fanscape and around pretty the world pretty much. Uh, what was the first comics that you guys got into? Like, what was that first comic you got into? So you know what, I'm a comic book fan. I'm into this culture. First comic I got into, uh, that, that's that's pretty easy. New Teen Titans, Marvel Wolfman. Wow. Okay. Yeah, wow. New Teen Titans, Marvel. That was prob- that was the first book I was read to as a kid, and uh, wow. that's how I that's how I like I couldn't read at the time, but I, my uncle had like a huge stack of it, and he just like read it to me. And he's like, see this? It's Robin. And there's a. Do you Wonder feel old Girl. now? Because I sure do. What? My dad. My dad. <laughs> says the man with the baby so on his shoulders. To me. <laughs> so me. that was probably the first one I got into, Spitting other than in Spider-Man. He always spits in my hair. The first comic I think I got into was um, was uh, the the Reader's Digest for Archie. Really? Wow. Wow. wow! My man went Reader's Digest. Wow! Wow! Archie, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. You know, I, that's I that's know, actually yeah, why I'm say, trying I've to get noticed, so into. I noticed you've been really into Archie with Archie versus. President well, there's a lot of different Archie stuff going on right now. Mm-hmm. They kill off Archie and then they start doing more Archie. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. 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 But I mean, that's that's really really cool. So I mean, like what? Got you guys interested outside of the comic? What got you guys interested in the whole geek culture Definite, and nerd culture? Definitely, it had to be the cartoons. I, I, I got to, I grew up in the nineties. Yep. So of course, yep. you know nineties Spider Man, nineties Batman, nineties X Men, yep. mm-hmm. Superman, uh, like the Justice League cartoon, all of that. Like the cartoons definitely helped. And it's kind of sad because I'm looking at the cartoons now and I'm like, these are what kids are gonna get in. How kids? Are gonna get in. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because that little guy right there, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, this is the kind of stuff he's gonna have to watch growing up. That's not happening. Oh so I'm gosh. buying a lot of the older stuff yeah, to make sure I could show him the yeah, older that, stuff. That's, yeah. what I, that's what I'm doing with um, I'm, that's what I'm doing with my nephew uh, and my niece because my niece really loves Spider-Man and I'm like, no, don't let her watch Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, don't watch that. No, no. yeah. No. Oh. I, I got the spectacular Spider-Man DVD and that's what I'm putting in. I will let him watch Teen Titans Go though. Yeah, that will actually, Teen Titans Go. That actually has some hey, funny episodes here mm. and there. Like I'm not gonna lie, like I sat there and I was like, there's episodes with like Rose some of them are funny. Some of them are very funny where they were saying waffles throughout the whole episode that was funny <laughs> there was another one where they were talking about being vegetarians that was funny there was oh an episode where uh, Robin was like house-sitting the bat cave I thought that was uh-huh. funny so I mean they, they do have their moments and that's one of the reasons why like okay yeah you can watch that kid <laughs> so what are, the, what are some of the other stuff that you guys talk about um, we, we, we really talk about a lot of what you guys were just talking about. We were talking about Mortal Kombat recently, yeah. and we've been talking about Avengers because we just saw it. Uh, yeah, we actually just put up our review of Age of Ultron yesterday Did on, you? on the channel, and like, we, uh, no spoilers. Uh, I was kind of, I was, uh, fa- I was the one fanboy out the entire time, like, I was pointing things out to him, he's like, what is that? It's like, what is, what's Crimson Cow? Who is, 
like, who is who's Claw? And it's like, uh, it's like, well, I'll explain to you after the movie because I can't keep up with these. Yeah, don't poke me don't during poke the movie. Me. <laughs> but uh, no, that's the thing is, is like, so you you fanboyed out of Age of Ultron Wars without spoilers because there are people here. Yeah. And you're sitting next to somebody who hasn't seen it. What was your take on it? Uh, uh, my take on it, it was really good. It was more family friendly than uh, Captain America 2. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, and that's actually something I like. I loved Captain America 2 a lot more than the first Avengers movie, but I, I actually liked Avengers 2 more than Captain America 2. Now, see, for me, Winter Soldier is still my favorite MCU movie. But uh, the, the way I put it in my review, I feel like uh, Avengers 2 Age of Ultron is like the Empire Strikes Back of Avengers movies. Whereas nothing can really top the feeling of first watching the Avengers and seeing them all on screen. I wouldn't go that far. I, I mean, actually, I, I really enjoyed the. I really. Enjoyed yeah, I, I can't go that far. I can't either. go Empire Strikes Back. First of all, Back. because I think Empire Strikes Back still was a great movie with a lot of great moments in it. Especially iconic ones, one in particular at the end. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think you could put it on that level at all. Jay but Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that had Mark Hamill and, uh, and uh, I'm not Harry arguing. Fisher. And Ben Affleck. Oh yeah. Not arguing. <laughs> yeah, we were actually just talking in the car about how Mark Hamill is making a comeback. How he's uh, yeah, he's in comedy movies and he's in the Flash. He in, yeah, he was in Kingsman. He was in the Flash. Oh yeah, well, Mark Hamill is one of these like we talked about this on the podcast many times how it's great because he's one of those guys where he knows where his bread's been bought he knows where his money's been made and it's been with our with the nerd community and he's like I'm not going to turn my back on that so that's why he always is like, he's been the Joker forever too yeah. so I mean he's been behind the scenes more than anything more than people really know but as far as getting back out in front of the camera yeah he's coming back Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like his, his tr- like people always people tried that when they uh, when the Flash episode came back with the trickster, he always they were talking they were trying to compare it to the Joker, and I'm like actually he played the trickster before he voiced the Joker on Batman the Animated yep. Series, so yep. that doesn't really count. Mm-hmm. Hey, say, so where can you, where can these guys people reach you? Where can they see your reviews? Let them so, know. Yeah, just uh, youtubecom slash Comic Reviews, or um, or you can find me on Facebook also. Mr. J's comic reviews. Yeah, you gotta want to do that again yeah, because my son decided to get really excited just <laughs> then. Uh, it's, all, it's all good. Uh, so yeah, um, YouTube.com/slash Mr. J's comic reviews. Um, yeah, yeah, and you'll you'll know you'll know you'll know it's me because I have the Joker icon, of course, Mr. J. So <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. Um, and then uh, yeah, Corey, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Mr. J. Um, I'm uh, YouTube.com slash SheetGeek uh, Reviews. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, guys, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate no it. Yeah. 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 And now that will wrap it up for our, for the, for our broadcast of Fantasy Escape Comics and Cards of Virginia Beach. Just so happy to be back here for year two for Free Comic Book Day. Yeah. This is the first time we've returned anywhere to do a show for a second time, a live show. Yep. The only place that would have us back. Well, <laughs> other than Tidewater Comic Con, which will be there two weeks, May 16th and the 17th, Virginia Beach Convention Center. We're gonna go to Thanks a to Bob at Fantasy Escape Comics Cards for Virginia Beach, and we yes. can't help but thank Bob for having us out here again. Thanks, Bob. This year, yeah, thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. So many other great creators around us too. We got Mike Mike Wedmer and his airbrush art. Find him on DeviantArt and on Facebook, by the way. And don't forget the guys from City Earth Comics. Our friends Willie Corey Jr. sitting over there for City Earth. Go check them out. And just again, thanks everybody for coming out. MLM, don't forget them. Again, thanks everybody for coming out, being on the show, and just thanks everybody for coming on Free Comic Book Day. And that's gonna do it. But as always, I leave you with this: practice safe comic book reading. Always bag and board your comics.